0: What's up, happy Friday, and welcome to the WAN Show. We've got a great show lined up for you this week, but that's what we say every week. But this time, I actually mean it. YouTube has announced a spam crackdown, and coincidentally... So have you. So have I. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to be talking a little bit about that later on. Uh, also, oh, wow. Uh, really? Really? Twitter blocked Jerry everything? Yep. Along with journalists who have covered Elon in the past, particularly Elon Jet, also the Elon Jet account. So we'll be talking about the 180 degree about face that Elon Musk has done on his whole freedom of speech absolutionist thing that he um, said and never really demonstrated any commitment to.
1: What Uh, else we got?
2: Yeah. uh, Which one of these should I do? What? You don't like Uh, this one? Which one is this? The
1: one I highlighted.
0: Come on, it's uh, awesome.
2: Is it, okay, TikTok takes on YouTube with experimental landscape video take feature. That, take
0: that, We got landscape now. Boom, 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 boom. Now we've got landscape with copyrighted music we're not paying licensing <laughs> fees for. <laughs> pow, pow, pow.
2: <clears throat> yeah. Um, also, Linus is going to rant about apps that copy-paste metadata along with text. Yeah, because it's stupid. It's annoying.
0: Let's go ahead and jump right into YouTube announces spam crackdown. On Wednesday, YouTube announced that they will be dealing with the scourge of spam comments, stealing creators' profile pics, and posting emoji-filled prize-winning lies. That's right. They are finally doing something i mean they've been they've been doing something for a while but they're like they... what do you mean they
2: removed the dislike button
0: okay i mean but no problem solved no but like even even live chat is apparently getting improved bot detection for example oh, wow. which is actually kind of exciting because i don't know if you guys realize this especially those of you who are watching on youtube but i do not look at the youtube chat at all i mean you guys see me screen share and how often, if ever, do you even see this window open? Do you ever see this window? What that means is I am not looking at the YouTube chat because it moves so fast, it is full of absolute garbage. And do I need any other reasons no. other than that? Other no, that's other, good it enough. Moves yeah. really fast and is full of garbage. It's fast garbage.
2: Yeah, Twitch's, like loading in chunks is actually kind of helpful mm-hmm. because once it loads a bunch... It pauses for a second. It's slow garbage. You can actually read. (laughs) And then there's float plane, which is quality. Yeah. Yeah,
0: exactly. But hey, maybe that's going to change. So YouTube will be implementing improved spam spam detection on video comments. Um, As spammers change their tactics, our machine learning models are improving to better detect new types of spam. So that's good. Uh, They're working on improved bot detection in live chat. And they are... Uh, hmm, okay, cool, so they've, this is, this is the, mo- the controversial part. This is what I really wanted to talk to you about. Because up until now, as far as I can tell, um, an, uh, like a, a machine learning uh, chat moderator or comment moderator was only able to remove a comment. But the real change in capabilities is that they will now be able to issue warnings and timeouts to users. So if you leave abusive comments, an actual bot will be able to issue you a 24 hour timeout. What do you think of that? Bot moderators that will not only remove a comment or hold for moderation, but actually take moderator can, actions.
2: Can you um, can you turn it off?
0: As far as I can tell, the plan is to implement these features platform wide without any kind of toggle for creators.
2: I I would be far more comfortable with it if you could turn it off Um, because then the vast majority of people could just leave it on and it would be fine. Um, But then, like, remember when they were... I don't know exactly how to word this, but YouTube was reducing the spread of of anything that mentioned COVID at all. Yes. Those types of... Well, it
0: wasn't that they... Okay, so hold on. It was that... Um, monetization was disabled on anything to do with COVID. But doesn't
2: that basically automatically mean when you're YouTube that you're not boosting those videos as much? No.
0: Well, okay. So I've had this conversation with people high up enough at YouTube that they should at least know the right answers, whether they tell them to me or not. Okay. YouTube claims, swears up and down. That the monetization status of a video does not affect its reach. They
2: also swear up and down that they don't know how the algorithm fully works because it's machine oh, learning I, based. Well, I believe that. Yeah. Oh, so how oh, would they I know this? Mean. Um, because ooh. if they're telling the thing, like, we want you to find ways to make money, why would it promote demonetized My videos? My
0: understanding, though, is that that is not a focus for the algorithmic inputs. The focuses for the algorithmic inputs are not just watch time, okay? So it used to be views and then things like likes and comments. Yeah, things like interactions started to play heavily into it as well. And then it evolved to watch time. Um, that was the that was the animation apocalypse, right? When YouTube started to emphasize watch time over view counts, because animation is so expensive to make per minute compared to uh, something like VOD, or in particular something like uh, like like long gameplay videos or or streams, right? Uh, then they kind of realized, well, hmm, okay, watch time is not the be all and end all, and for at least the last few years, their emphasis has been on satisfaction. That's the word that you can't talk to a YouTube employee for more than probably 10 minutes about the algorithm without them using, viewer satisfaction. So they take a number of signals for that. They take uh, whether you watch the video through, right? Like how much of the video you watch, how you engage with it, commenting on it, liking it, for example. Um, A big, big one for satisfaction is if you click on another video when you're done watching, if you click on another video from that creator, that's a really strong indicator for satisfaction. So if you want to be fed more of a certain creator or more of a certain kind of content, watch through a video, click on another one of their videos and watch that, and I pretty much promise you, that your feed is going to be full of that kind of stuff. Um, the other thing is that- Interesting. Sometimes YouTube uses ad spots for things that are not ads, and you've probably seen this a fair bit. No, you have premium, don't you? Okay, so one of the things that you will see if you're an ad-supported user is surveys, and they won't just ask you, did you like this video? Because that's what this button's for, right? And you know they've got five different settings, so you can tell it exactly how mm-hmm. much you liked it, anywhere from one star to five stars. Wait, that'd be a good idea though. It's uh, <laughs> like so that's, 2006 YouTube. Yeah, that's what the thumbs up and thumbs down is for. So they'll ask you things like, "How did this video make you feel?" Right? Like you guys have probably you guys have probably seen this. So that is all, so that they can gauge the user satisfaction. How much did this video satisfy you? Uh, Because the idea is that it's all about keeping you on the platform for as many hours of the day as humanly or, I mean, realistically, machinely possible. Yeah, We actually did an A-B test Uh, a while back, where we took two similar videos. Actually, we did it a couple of times, so it was with a a few different videos. But we took two videos that we kind of expected to perform similarly and intentionally disabled monetization on them to see if, well, because my theory was that the one without monetization, given YouTube's desire for better uh, satisfaction from viewers, I thought the one without monetization would actually perform better. Yeah. Than the one with monetization. Because people
2: would leave less.
0: Right. And so the reason that I cared about this was because... Sponsored videos will pay way more per view than an ad-supported video. So the idea was that if we had a fully sponsored video and we could boost its reach by simply disabling Google ads, then that would be an obvious value add to the sponsor. It would juice up our, our view counts and it would mean that we could sell sponsored videos for more. So that was my whole plan was I was like, oh, okay, well, maybe we can increase viewer satisfaction by removing google ads ultimately increasing the value of our sponsored videos but what we found every single time was that there did not appear to be any correlation whatsoever
2: and i i called bs on this previously yeah
0: the really wild part all right is that what you're getting into
2: uh sort of okay call bs on okay so i i called bs on this previously because i said that if i'm ever on a device which is annoyingly often that i'm not logged into the one google account that i have premium on because there's no way i'm going to get premium on like seven different google accounts yeah so if i'm ever logged in or it thinks that account is active or whatever i will immediately leave because there's no way i'm watching an ad but I think I understand now. There's an example that you're going to throw out that is, that is really interesting. But I think yes. I also understand. I think at this point, if you don't have premium... They're missing context still, Luke. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. Go for it.
0: The really wild thing <laughs> is that every time I talk to anyone from YouTube, they will swear mm. up and down that ads do not affect retention or satisfaction. Yeah. Like even mid-roll ads. Like, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but because we have baked-in sponsor reads to our videos, we do not include mid-roll ads on our LTT content. And the reason for that is that from my point of view, I feel the same way as you. A mid-roll ad is a very strong, a very high friction point point for me. Um, But they say that it doesn't affect retention. And one of the highest profile, the the king of retention on the platform, uh, Mr. Beast, I know enables mid-roll ads, puts them in liberally, lets Google just figure out the best place to put them, and just lets it do its thing. And- Somehow that works.
2: Yeah, clearly. Yeah, I. I so someone pointed out like, oh, that that's just because you have another account to switch to. No, I. I said device. So if I'm on if I'm on someone else's computer, if I'm on this laptop, I don't have my personal email because my my uh, YouTube Premium is on my personal email. If I don't have my personal email logged into something, I just literally won't watch YouTube because of the ads. But thinking about that, I was like, oh, I will know that and not go to YouTube, or I will know that. Or not realize that, go to YouTube, get an ad, and immediately leave permanently. Um, so I think if people are going to YouTube, they're expecting ads. So it's not gonna make them leave an individual video because they're expecting ads.
0: It's also a totally different
2: viewer. Probably. Like the demographics
0: of a channel like MrBeast, for example, and our channel are gonna be very different, very different yeah. in the same way that the demographics of like, a, Uh, like a super popular, you know, beauty channel or gaming channel or uh, science, channel. actually science and technology overlap a ton. That was a bad example. But like, yeah, a comedy channel, the demographics are going to be super different. And I think that among tech savvy viewers, you might find that the um, the way that we are conditioned to accept ads is not as much. So. I don't want to generalize, but I think it's probably fair to say that among the tech-savvy audience, uh, you are more likely to find people who engage in ad blocking, yeah, uh, content piracy. You're more likely to find people who uh, engage with new platforms. Like I would say that the tech-savvy audience that's watching us right now was far more likely to subscribe to Netflix in the very early days than their mom or yeah. their auntie. Or Unless their dad or grandpa. Those people
2: are super tech-savvy as well, but yeah.
0: Exactly. But yeah. that's what I'm saying is, like, I think that the tech-savvy audience's tolerance for advertising is probably lower because they've spent the last 20 years not absorbing as much advertising as the average viewer. Like, I go over to my in-law's place, and the TV is on. You know, like... All the time. Cable. Yeah. Like, television. Yeah. And I'm standing in front of it. And, you know, it's like, it's like, oh, glowing object, like fire, me watch, you know, like it, it, it draws you in, right? Yeah. Or there's something interesting on it. And then, you know, because it's like 30% advertising, something comes on. I'm like, oh yeah, ads have gotten like kind of, kind of funny these steps. See you later. <laughs> like, that's it. I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm out because I'm not conditioned to, to watch that. Whereas they'll just sit in front of it. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, well, that's a generational gap that I hadn't really like thought about in a while. Yeah. And so maybe, maybe. Uh, I mean, okay. Here's something: uh, TikTok, to my knowledge, doesn't have premium.
2: Okay. It, I have no idea.
0: Yeah, guys, you're gonna have to correct me if I'm wrong, but my understanding is that there no
2: there's no pay account. Just, there's just
0: either you view ads on TikTok or that's it.
2: Why wouldn't they? I don't know. That's actually a pretty good question. Um. <laughs> what is TikTok Premium? TikTok Pro is an extended version of TikTok. What?
0: Apparently, their oh, ads are super trivial thing. to skip. It's an though. External thing. So apparently, they are they are super easy to. Can you just like scroll past it? Ads can just be scrolled away. Yeah. Yeah, but someone's got to watch it, or they wouldn't even be able to keep the servers running. So I don't, I don't know. I, I can't explain this because I'm, I'm like you guys. I mean, I, I don't even
2: see ads most of the time. Someone will be like, how, how you do that is, is actually crazy. I, Cause, okay. So he's going to say this and you guys are going to go like, oh, okay. Yeah. He just ignores them. No, like he literally <laughs> somehow just like, mentally blocks it. I don't know how to describe oh man, I've tried to like explain how an ad on a website like uh, like interacted with the rest of the experience or like pushed things out of the way and he'd be like, "Oh. I don't know. I didn't see it." I'm like, "It's like half the screen." He's like, "I don't know." it's it's, it's actually wild i do have a threshold
0: Uh, i might have actually sent you this screenshot a little while ago but i opened up an article where on my phone my folding phone like my giant phone screen there was like two lines of text that i could read and the entire rest of the thing was ads
2: yeah that's bad
0: i think i did send you that right i was like well, here's an, arg- so. here's an argument for privateering. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. in that case, I was aware of the ads, but I couldn't tell you what any of them were for. Right. Okay. All I could see was my two lines of content and I felt my annoyance like, that I had to like scroll a lot. Mental
2: ad blocking service was like getting overloaded. You're like there's too much. It's gotta
0: be an ADD thing or something like, like hyperfocus and is like is is apparently a thing okay and so when i'm when i'm reading i am reading and you go fast if you could find my grade three four teacher i I had her for both years and talk to her about kid linus okay
2: (laughs) (laughs) i was a really really like bad student wow i am amazed and surprised by this information yeah thanks for that so
0: (laughs) you know what would actually be a really funny stream Mm. Uh, we should bring my my childhood report cards onto the show someday. <laughs> my dad kept them all.
2: Whoa, okay.
0: Yeah, so I have all my report cards. And back in the day, I, I don't know if they still do it this way. I don't get report cards like this, but I had letter grades, yep. um, effort grades, yeah, and then... Maybe it was just the school I went to. They're very thorough. They would write like a page or two pages about you for every report card. Or maybe it was just
2: me. <laughs> we had we had paragraphs. So, so our report cards are similar in that way. And then we had paragraph sections under each topic. Got it. So for like maths or or sciences or whatever, you would have like a paragraph for each for each one. Well, I got a page.
0: Um <laughs> yeah. anyway, one of the things that I would do in in class is and, like, I, I, at the time, I thought I was totally getting away with it. I thought nobody had any idea. But I would sit. You know you know the desks that you have in elementary school, right, with the storage in them? The bar thing and stuff, yeah. yeah. Uh, with, like, the cubby inside it. So I would prop a book in my cubby, and I would sit in class. I'd kind of slouch like this, and I would just... Read a novel, <laughs> like it's like the all worst, day. It's
2: not the worst off-topic thing you could be doing in class. No, but
0: I'd have no idea what's going on.
2: It's still not the worst. It's, it's not good. So when there's,
0: so when there's there's a a project, you know, and instructions have been issued. Uh, Linus, uh, di- are you going to go get the construction pit pa- Oh, sorry, what? <laughs> I would have <gasps> no idea that anything else existed the only thing that would penetrate my consciousness was math want to know why because anytime the teacher said something something minus something because oh i would think i heard oh my, my name oh my goodness that's I'd realize, so funny no it's just math and i'd go back to my book <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's pretty funny
0: oh, yeah so anywho i um it's definitely, oh, yeah, Twitch chat. That's a, mm, uh, yeah, hopefully Yvonne doesn't like look at this. It's definitely a sore spot with my wife because when I'm like on my phone, oh, yeah. I oh, have, yeah. I mean, you know this. Yep. When I am in a meeting, if I get sidetracked for a second, he's gone. I start reading <laughs> something. <laughs> How long would you say you can be talking before I finally acknowledge that I have not heard a word you've
2: said and ask you to repeat it's, yourself? It's, it's not that bad, in my opinion, but for a reason that probably won't make you that happy, because it's not that bad because he will always interrupt you because he thinks whatever he's doing is probably more interesting <laughs> or more important. So if he's reading something, he's probably going to want to share the information about what he's reading. So, so you learn pretty quick he's not paying attention because he's going to say something in the middle of you saying something well, and it's just like oh, okay i guess we're talking about this now. i wouldn't start reading it if it wasn't really important <laughs> that's questionable hmm. <laughs> you. i think i think <sighs> if you in that moment decide that you even if the information is important you just don't want it right now you will, you will sidetrack yourself with whatever.
0: Sometimes I don't want to hear it.
2: Yeah, so you'll be like, oh, I'm going to read something else. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah, I mean, I don't claim to be the world's most attentive person. <laughs> yeah. I genuinely think that that's a huge part of my success, though. I wouldn't undo it for the world because... It's one of the things that, like, makes it so that I can be in the middle of a conversation and, like, have an idea. Like, it's where I actually get a lot of my inspiration from, that I'm not really paying attention. (laughs) (laughs) I'm actually thinking about something
2: else. Have you, in our, so we, weekly, we have these meetings where I go over, like, what the dev teams are kind of doing and all that kind of stuff. Do you notice that I repeat stuff sometimes? (laughs) <laughs> no. Yeah, I didn't think so. So I've learned I've known him for a long time. So I will sometimes pick up on like he didn't get that at all. And sometimes I will, I will... I'll make a decision in the moment. And sometimes <laughs> I'll be like... once <laughs> notice." <laughs> sometimes I'll be like, you know what? Honestly, that wasn't like that important. I also write reports and send them out through email. And so I do like, read those. And I know he reads those. <laughs> so I'm like, if it wasn't that important for him to know right now, or if I don't need a response back, he'll just read it later. It'll be fine. And sometimes I'm like, no, I actually need like... <laughs> What he thinks about this or his opinion on or whatever. So I'll just say it again (laughs) I'll wait until I'm like pretty sure you're done doing whatever you were doing and then I'll just fire again And I don't even bother go like so I think you might have missed this. I'm just like whatever
0: So the thing is like I kind of got that Gen Z multitasking energy, but I do not have that Gen Z attentiveness energy So I am single tasking four things at once <laughs> <laughs> with yeah. one quarter of the quality. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Pretty much. Oh no. All right. Someone said I, I don't I lost it, but they said something along the lines of like Luke just lets his boss ignore him. It's not even that's not I don't think that's fair because I don't think he's ignoring you. No, I'm not. He's just that's why I said he'll talk to you about it, whatever it is he's just on a different topic now but he's he's on that topic now still with you so so he'll bring you in and you'll go on this little adventure for a while and when he's ready to come back you can just keep going it's you are not off of the adventure he's not ignoring he's just yeah you are welcome to go with him um Oh, man. Anyways, back to... Uh, yeah, what are we supposed to be talking we're about? way off of it, yeah, but we're on YouTube. Right. <laughs> spam cracked out.
0: <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> this was a coincidence. Oh, um, oh, okay, hold on. We do have some discussion questions. How bad is comment spam in LMG's experience? It's gotten a lot better. But I have still noticed some... I, still I mean, see it. mostly in spam the replies, bots breaking I find. through. Yep, yeah. I've noticed some. I, I've noticed I'm still seeing some of the copy pasting a, a highly upvoted comment with just like a, 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 a sexual profile picture yes. stuff like that. Yeah. I'm still seeing a fair bit of that. I've seen almost none of the WhatsApp bots though. Uh, message me on yes. WhatsApp with like
2: that has gone a lot better. Yep, they I, ha- the the one that you just mentioned, copy pasting a highly upvoted yep. comment. That I've seen a lot more. And I've seen it making small edits, which is interesting. Oh, that I haven't noticed, but I've never gone and looked for the original. I All I noticed, I didn't particularly find the original. I just assumed that's what it was doing. Uh, but on a video fairly recently, I said the control F thing, the comment included my name and then I ended up finding like a huge amount of almost identically the same comment and then some like lewd profile photo. Interesting, and I'm like, what is this? And it a lot of them were exactly the same, and then other ones would have like slight edits. It, fe- it feels like maybe they like kind of merge two comments together somewhat, or right, something. or I'm maybe sure they're exactly. editing off of each other, or maybe that I don't 100% know what but interesting, like, really, really, really similar. Yeah,
0: um, it definitely does seem like it's improved. I mm-hmm. would like to yeah. see them, I think that timing out is a good middle ground. I don't agree with everything YouTube does, especially around content uh, moderation. But I think that timeout is a good middle ground between just outright removing accounts that are perceived as spammy because the line between a really smart chatbot and some people (laughs) is blurry indeed. So I think that it is possible that they could actually end up banning a lot of real human accounts if they just banned people mm-hmm. but timeout is a is a great way to dramatically reduce the effectiveness of bots yeah and give them time to go in and like uh, prune these with a more hopefully manual process yeah um but also you know not accidentally throw
2: out a bunch of wheat with chaff Jaden in full plain chat just said <clears throat> To be clear, Jaden, one of the full developers in full chat, just said GPT 3 is terrifying for spam. Absolutely. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Um, I
0: mean, there could be so much more spam than I realize. Like oh, yeah. a lot of the spam comments could be totally benign now because these accounts are building up a history. Over a long over a long period of time of leaving good comments, so that it's a lot harder to identify them as a bot yep. six months or eighteen months down the road. I mean, that's one of the things that is um, of value when it comes to uh, either. Uh, renting out or or selling a, a botnet or like a um, or like a, a like a, a fake account for whether it's a social media platform or YouTube or whatever else is if you have long-term established accounts that have not in that time been flagged as spam accounts they're way more valuable. That's one of the reasons why stealing something like an old inactive Reddit account is absolutely something that a spammer would want to do yeah and they can even target them um subtopic and it's it's a total coincidence that this happens to be on the same week but i have decided to reverse something that has been a long time policy for me and the reason is pretty straightforward um let me just see if i can if i can find my thing no that's not it Uh, I have an email that just I I had sent to a couple of people. uh, James Wan, that that should bring it up. Uh, Just kind of talking about, you know, what would, what would qualify as? uh, That's not the right one. Darn
2: it! Hold on, I will find this. I don't know how percent nobody's looking for, so I can't help him.
0: Yeah, here we go. Okay, so I have said in the past many times that when it comes to content moderation under videos, I'm basically kind of like, yeah, it's kind of anything goes outside of, you know, really, really toxic, obvious spam, uh, abusive behavior, or anything like that. Uh, you know, go ahead and say whatever you want. But as I was reading through the comments on one of our recent videos, what I realized is that that policy has... Led to a very very low conversation quality under the videos, if you kind of understand what I mean. Yep. Um, and so one of the things that I've decided to start doing is just using the hide from channel button a lot more liberally. So here's an example of you know a critical take that would absolutely never get you hidden from the channel. Uh, So this was on the Corsair Zenion Flex video. I consider myself a bit of a tech enthusiast, but I just don't understand the point of these Flex monitors. Like, not in any way at all. I think it's such a total waste of resources, and I wouldn't even consider buying one at any point in time for any price point. If I was given one, I'd sell it or give it away, honestly. I don't agree with that take. That is, I, I, I can absolutely see the value of it at the current price, pretty challenging, but to say that you'd be given something for free and not at least give it a shot, I think is pretty close-minded. Like, I don't agree with this comment, but it's it's absolutely valid. An example of something that is not valid and just simply doesn't need to be under the video is this one. Linus casually suggesting 1440p, 240Hz, and OLED at peak 700 nits is noob level tier is funny. It tells us where his head is. That never happened. Um, I just, I think I'm just kind of done with taking things I never said and being like, wow, I can't believe he said that. What I said was that none of its specs individually are best in class, top of the line. And none of those specs are. 1440p is not the highest resolution. 240 hertz is not the highest refresh rate. And 700 nits peak brightness is not as bright as a monitor will get. But you said that you like pancakes. That means you hate waffles. Right. So what I went on to say is that, but what it is, is a really great package. And so this is one of those things that I... I think over the long term, I think it's going to take a long time, but I think over the long term could have a really positive impact on the kind of conversations that people can have in the comments because that's another thing I've noticed is that there's a lot less of it now. Mm -hmm. I don't see long conversation threads the way that I used to, like technical long conversation threads. And it's something that I just didn't notice until I thought about it. Uh, Like another one that came up a lot on that video in particular was um, people really upset that I called 1440p low res I didn't I said that on a 43-inch display 1440p is low res.
2: Yeah, relativity matters. It
0: is. Resolution is not pixel <laughs> count. And so basically if it's when it comes to what's
2: well, not pixels per inch.
0: Sorry? Yeah, yeah, pixels per inch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the so so I just, I'm finding that I get a headache a lot reading YouTube comments, but I can't stop reading them. So I'm going to have to start just being like, no, I'm not going to, I can't engage with that. Sorry. So you're still reading it though? No, because when you hide it from the channel, then I just will never have to read anything from that person again. Oh, it doesn't just hide that comment. Nope. It means bye-bye. So you're shadow banning that user. Yeah. Got it. Yep. I think I'm, I think I'm just done. Uh, I think I just, I think I'm just not interested in reading... Uh, You took so much flack because you're still chilling NVIDIA and don't just own your mistake. If you spend 30 minutes chilling NVIDIA and five seconds in the end and say something remote bad is still chilling NVIDIA. But now that you're a serious tech channel at this point, just label the channel paid by NVIDIA. This was on our Radeon 7900 review, where if anything, we apologized for taking such a pro AMD stance. Like, I just, if you don't watch the video and you just are going to be like that, I just, I think I'm done with you forever. I think it's just going to have to be like that. I don't know. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll change my mind, but I, I just, I, I just, I just can't. I just can't anymore. I'm tired. You know? Yeah. Uh, James asks, will this be an official LMG thing? The answer is no. This is just going to be a, like, if I'm scrolling and I just see a, a, just catastrophically brain dead take. I'm just going to be like, sorry, I, just, I actually can't read what you write anymore.
2: You might get the, the Linus Banhammer. It makes my brain hurt. <clears throat> yeah, it's the the stuff that is incredibly annoying. And we, I think we've talked about this in the past is the stuff that's just like they clearly either like didn't actually watch it and just yep. reacted before watching the content or they're taking stuff uh, like you saying, oh, on this massive screen. This is a low resolution as just completely out of context, chopping off the on this massive screen part and then going after it. Like it's not it's not good. It's not good conversation. Yeah, no, it is. It is a little tough, though. And I do like that you're not making it like an LMG rule. Yeah, because I think that would be a hard thing to manage across a team of people. And just having oh, for you sure. With that ability, I think, is more fine.
0: Yeah, well, everyone technically has the ability. I actually can't prevent anyone yeah. with access to the channel from like shadow banning someone. I, I don't think the management tools are that granular, at least not since I've looked at them. Uh, but it's just, you know, it's the kind of thing that I just, I, I, I don't, I don't know. Maybe I mean, maybe the right answer is something else entirely. Like, okay, one of the things that I've pitched to YouTube multiple times, and I would love. be a feature is the ability to respond to a comment that i'm reading with a short like one of the one of the comments that came up a lot on the xenion flex video is people misunderstanding what i meant by low resolution for the size uh and and some people seemed genuinely like really upset really upset that i was attacking their 1080p monitor and like like treating them like they were poor and worthless or something because they had a 1080p monitor and this one was 1440p. And I'm sitting here going, no, I said it was low, but but for the size, your monitor, your 1080p, like 22-inch monitor or 24-inch monitor or even 27-inch monitor is actually higher pixel density than this thing.
2: I have a 27-inch 1440p monitor. It's great. I don't want anything bigger. I think for the screen size, it's good.
0: But the problem is that at 43 inches,
2: yeah, yeah then I would want something more.
0: <laughs> it's a different story. Hmm. And so if you're not going to listen to what I'm saying at all, I I I I I I don't know, but but that could easily be a misunderstanding. So the way that I would love to respond to something like that is with a short. Hey, I'm seeing this comment a lot. I'd like to clarify what I meant because I think there's a, a misinterpretation where people are thinking resolution equals pixel count, but resolution is actually the resolving the res- the, the, the resolu- how, how the eye can resolve the image. Like it's that, that's where resolution comes from. We're talking about the, the clarity and clarity is affected by a lot more than pixel count. 1080p could be incredibly clear. On a display this size, Mm that would be like mind blowing. Like you could get this close to be like, "Wow, this is sharp!"
2: Right? We we keep on. You keep saying pixel count, um, but pixels per inch.
0: No, no, pixel count is nineteen twenty by ten eighty. Yeah, but you—that's a pixel count.
2: Resolution is not pixel count.
0: It's not pixel count. Okay, so pixels per inch is not a count of pixels. That's, that's a count of pixels per distance.
2: No, I know. Oh, okay. But you're saying resolution yes. is not pixel count. And I understand what you're saying with the clarity thing. Okay. But if you look on a spec sheet and it says resolution colon this.
0: Yes. And that's something where that's... Uh,
2: the industry has failed consumers. Yeah. I'm just... The reason why I keep saying it is because people are going to... There's people saying... Yeah. People are going to misinterpret that.
0: No, resolution is not pixel count. Resolution is a function of pixel count,
2: display size, and viewing distance. Just the resolution that is displayed on your yes. spec sheet is pixel count.
0: Yeah. The reason that we use the word resolution to describe pixel count is because it was a much easier way to market it. That's why. This is one of those areas where product marketing has <coughs> utterly failed consumers because by focusing on pixel count, and that's the reason that I'm framing it that way, Then, by focusing on the number of pixels, you are actually and doing a complete disservice to the user because you are not telling them the useful information. Uh, that's one of the reasons that Apple, in my opinion, wisely stayed out of the resolution race when it came yeah. to phone displays because pixel count is what matters. Excuse me, pixel count, <laughs> because, it's a, because what matters is a combination of the pixel count, the size of the display, and the intended viewing distance. As long as those three things are balanced, you don't actually need any more. And so in the same way that a 1080p projector at you know 120 inches is going to look like garbage, um, a 4K projector, uh, actually. Hmm, okay, so 4K is a really interesting one because then you start getting into how much of your field of view should actually be occupied by content, and so the bigger you make oh, the image, the farther away you have to sit. Right. And so going beyond 4K actually may not matter in any context, but at, but at lower it resolutions, less important.
2: The further you get away from the screen,
0: a- exactly. So because of that distance function. Going higher than 4K can almost never matter. Like you can sit close enough to an 8K TV that you can make out the difference between 8K and 4K, but you're sitting it's taking up so much of your field of view that the content is not really designed to be enjoyed that way. Like you are like you're gonna miss details because you're I think it's only like four degrees or eight degrees. I forget, I forget how much of your field of vision is actually sharp and your peripheral vision is not. So by sitting too close to the content, you actually reduce the amount of the content that you can see clearly, no matter what the resolution of the display is. And by resolution, I do mean the relative pixel count compared to the, 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 the display
2: size. <laughs> Someone at plane Chat said, what you're describing is optical resolution versus image resolution. Yes, but they're closely related. And there's still confusion there as well. If you Google image resolution, the first result from, um, I don't know what university this is, but it's some .edu website, is image resolution is typically described in PPI, which it's not. In printing, it is. Okay. So isn't that interesting? That would make a lot more sense.
0: Isn't that interesting? So we actually do use pixels per inch to so we describe...
2: So we did it right first. <laughs> right? But we didn't.
0: Because digital oh. cameras, which were really coming up right around the time of photo printers, also oh, yeah. were measured in pixels instead of pixels per inch. Rip. Because it's the only way to really to conveniently say, uh, you know, how, how fine the image is, right? Because the reason we use pixels per inch for print is because we know what the scale is going to be. But digitally, we don't. That two megapixel picture could be this big. It could be this big. So the actual resolution of it could be completely different. But the pixel count, well, that we can convey. I know it's really complicated, and I don't, I don't know how to fix it.
2: I don't think you necessarily can.
0: So, so yeah, yeah. it's it's frustrating. Um, anywho, uh, why don't we talk about TikTok taking on YouTube with experimental, get this, landscape video.
2: Yeah, what I find kind of funny about the little thumbnail that we have here is that it's it's still not the full screen, which I find kind of interesting. I don't know if that's because of how the person filmed it or what, um, but yeah, it's like still only part of the screen, which is interesting. So this is a duet. It's actually two vertical videos. Yeah, but you can do that when it's, oh, is that why? Because they can't horizontally expand their currently vertical content. That's weird. I don't know. Anyways, yeah, uh, the feature marks uh, another way that TikTok is competing with YouTube, particularly in terms of attracting longer form video creators and increasing the max video length to 10 minutes back in February. We talked about that as well. Yeah, I somewhat question the attracting longer form video creators. I mean, I'm sure it will happen. Uh, But I have seen a bunch of stuff about monetization on TikTok. And unless you're getting them sponsors... It's quite lacking. Um, Yeah, that's
0: pretty tough. I think that they're... I mean, obviously, they're not going to be able to attract long-form, horizontal video creators without allowing long-form videos that are
2: horizontal. Well, theoretically, they do that now.
0: But... They're also not going to be able to experiment. attract long form creators if they don't implement some kind of reasonable revenue split.
2: I it'll, mean, it'll, it'll have to still be in the funnel model, right? Where you use things like TikTok to gain followers and fans, and then you funnel them elsewhere so that you can gain monetization from them or else you won't be able to fund doing what you're trying to do. Um, people sometimes talk about the funnel model when you talk about Twitch, because like if you start on Twitch, you're basically going to gain no one new until you're really, really big. So you have to Mm -hmm. funnel people into there eventually. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think of
0: like what it would take for me to start uploading our long form content on TikTok. And the question isn't really, could we do it? Yeah, of of course we could. Like, well, as
2: long as it's under 10 minutes.
0: Yeah. It could be, it could be fairly easily integrated into our workflow. But why? Yeah. Why would we do it? Yeah. I guess, is the question. And honestly, this is a question that comes up a lot for me. Why exactly is it that every social and online video platform feels the need to just copy each other and become each other? I kind of, and this is is probably just me being like, old man yells at cloud, you know? Like, why does YouTube need... A a competitor for TikTok. Why does it need these, you know, thirty-second to one-minute videos? Why can't YouTube be YouTube and TikTok be TikTok, and everyone
2: is just fine with YouTube being YouTube and TikTok being TikTok? I do kind of wish platforms focused a little bit less on feature chasing and a little bit more on like not being crap. Like Like, we we had a problem with Teams the other day. Yeah, the other day being I, I think yesterday. No, wait, yeah, yesterday. Um. And it's just, coming off of that, I'm just like, man, like, I wish we could have used MSN because it was more stable. Like, I would have expected everything we did, pretty much, to have worked on MSN better than it did on Teams. And that's crazy. It's made by the same company, but it's like two decades newer. You'd think it would be better. And obviously, in some ways, it is. I'm not that stupid. But like, it's so unstable. It's
0: one of those things where, I mean, even stability aside... What identity does a platform have anymore? Yeah. Like I, as someone who hasn't yeah. used Facebook in quite some time, other than to occasionally get like a, a messenger chat from someone that I know that mains messenger, um, I don't really understand what Facebook's identity is anymore. Cause they kind of have everything. And I feel the same way about YouTube these days. What exactly is it that I go onto YouTube for? I mean, I understand what YouTube wants me to do; they just want me to spend as much time as possible in their app. But beyond that, what is your what is your identity? What is your your elevator pitch for? Pretend I'm a completely new user; I've never seen your platform before. I am I am, I am choosing a video platform that I am going to watch videos on. What's your pitch? Well, we've got this, and we've got this, and we've got this, and we've got this. And I'm like, okay, but right. but
2: This elevator ride ended a while ago. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I don't know. I feel like YouTube, out of all the ones that you mentioned, almost feels like it's the most focused. Sort of. Not as much these days. Stories was a super weird
0: detour that has gotten basically no development since they launched it. Um, you know, I've been saying for like two years now or something like that, I I don't know, a long time. I've been saying for a long time, like, hey, I understand that short form video is not going anywhere, but I couldn't help noticing that shorts and stories are extremely disjointed. Like wh- why I those are the same thing? No. what is what are they? Stories is the competitor for Instagram stories, which are, uh, what, what's the word I- ethereal ephemeral whatever the non, non-persistent yeah. yeah um ephemeral i believe is the word so non-persistent videos that are meant to be just like a like a casual update hi this is definitely not totally rehearsed and this is absolutely the first time i recorded it let me just do this perfectly uh timed camera movement bye uh so that's a story right and then a short can be edited, you can put stickers on it, it might have music or dancing or whatever else, but it's just a short form vod effectively. So, stories are so it's supposed to go in in order of spontaneity from live to stories to shorts to vod, right? So it kind of sits in between live and and shorts. Okay. Um,
2: I didn't even know it existed.
0: Yeah, there are some cool things about it. One thing that's really neat is that you can reply to a comment on a story with a story. So if you upload a story that's like, hey, I'm here in my garage. I just wanted to share some knowledge with you. And someone were to ask, hey, what's the best knowledge you have in your garage? You could pull some knowledge out of it and be like, this is my favorite knowledge. And that story would have a, uh, it would actually have the comment, like the original comment. And so you just reply to it directly. You don't have to say, hey, someone asked me what my favorite knowledge is and, and this is it.
2: And that that's the ephemeral content?
0: Yeah. So it goes up for a little while and then it just like goes away. And it actually like got a lot of views. I don't know what those view numbers meant. I don't know what percentage of the video they watched or, or
2: whatever else, but Jaden said like YouTube video replies from 15 years ago. I know. Right.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I think Uh. there's a lot of room for, for development there. Like they could have taken stories and turned it into a cameo like feature, for example. That could have been extremely powerful for creator monetization. I, I pitched something earlier. I would love to be able to reply to, like, a highly uploaded video comment with a story.
2: They should take something from OnlyFans and do paid requests. Uh, paid requests.
0: Oh, oh, where you just send a message to the creator. Well, I, is, that, is that that different from Cameo?
2: I don't know how it actually works. Okay,
0: Cameo is you, you... I don't know how it works on either. So on Cameo, you set a price, and it's like, you know, $20 or $200, like it's kind of all over the place, and people will basically send you a request, hey, can you wish Jeremy happy birthday, he likes tigers, you know, or whatever, and then they'll record it and fire it over to you.
2: Okay. So is that kind of what... I don't know how it works, so... It might be exactly the same.
0: Yeah, I think it's I think it's fairly similar.
2: Okay, yeah. But I know you can like ask for something and, and say that you'll... I think you can... I don't. I genuinely don't. That's why I don't know how it works. Whatever. Stop it. Uh, I think you can ask for something custom. Like, say you wanted um, pictures of something. You could ask for it and say you'll pay a certain amount, right? So if you could do that on YouTube, if you could ask a YouTube creator for a video of something and so you'd pay a certain amount that could be an interesting monetization.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean another thing too is that one of the I would admit, I would admit it if I used it. It's not that weird, <laughs> whatever. One of the things that YouTube is not shy about pushing is channel memberships. So there's uh there's Super Thanks, I believe, is a way that you can you can boost a comment under a video. Uh members members are supposed to get some yeah. kind of like priority in video comments. Oh, okay. I I would see replying to a channel member uh, with a story as a way that you could incentivize people to sign up and become members of the channel. And because we have Floatplane, it's not something that you'd be likely to see us do a ton of. But if I was a small, like a niche creator, a smaller creator, or even a larger one who was completely YouTube-focused, I could see stuff like that being extremely powerful. But hey, I'm not in charge of YouTube, obviously. So I guess they'll just keep not developing meaningful ways for creators to interact with their viewers and um that'll be great.
2: Yeah. Pretty much. It's <laughs> neat.
0: Um as for TikTok, I just uh, I I don't know.
2: I, I just wish don't wish it would die.
0: It won't though. I know. They apparently now outrank YouTube for average minutes per day spent by people ages four to eighteen.
3: Who is putting
2: their four-year-old on TikTok? That was my biggest reaction to that, was that you started with four. Whoa. Uh, Wow. True Scott asks,
0: would you take the CEO job for YouTube if they offered it to you? How do I put this? I don't think they can afford me. We, I think this is going to be the year, Luke. I think this is going to be the
2: year that LTT store revenue eclipses video production revenue. They've dropped some bangers. We also did, I think, backpack and screwdriver this year.
0: We did. Yeah. Well, don't worry. There's bangers coming next year too. Yeah. I'm almost ready to start teasing some pretty cool stuff. One of them was in a video. Oh, what? Yeah. What was it? I think it got reported. What was it? Uh, Just tell me. Well.
2: Ah, I'm, I'm ready. It was in a video? Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Well, I don't know like how many people noticed it was there. I don't know if I want to say anything. Oh, did we remove it? I don't know, to be honest. I say go for it. You put the thing in the thing? I'll say it that way. What?
0: Oh, the shape sorter. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, we can talk about the shape sorter. yeah, yeah. No, no, that's not going to be a banger.
2: No, yeah, that's a new product. Yeah,
0: we'll we'll sell some, and they'll be babies will play with them, and it'll be cute. Uh, But no, no, we've got some we've got
2: some really exciting products. Um, Actually, I know I know. Sorry, I know a lot of people that are getting the like baby stuff this year for Christmas off the store. Like a, a lot of people, our age know people that have small babies. Yeah, and. A lot of them that I know have casually mentioned, oh, yeah, by the way, I'm getting, like, one of the books in a plushie or whatever else. And I'm like, all right. (laughs) Sales have been very good of the book and plushies lately, yeah.
0: Um, No, one of the things we have coming, I already teased to Lauren from Tasty PC, Mm. a shorty version of the screwdriver. Shorty? Oh. Only six bits, and it's, like, this long. So it's meant to be kind of, like, palmed, but it yeah. still has the full full fat ratchet mechanism Ooh. and still has the magnetic uh retention for the bits in the shaft. Shaft is way
2: shorter as well. Way and shorter. And then handles gonna be like super short.
0: Like like basically the the whole the whole thing end to end is about this long. Oh wow, okay. Yeah. So we're working on a shorty version
2: of the screwdriver. Um There's there's some potential leaks which you can maybe go off of because uh, it talks about us hiring also, we're looking for an electronics engineer, and then it lists a bunch of things. Do we want to say all oh, of these? Oh, yeah.
0: Why don't we talk about that? Yeah, um, yeah we, we haven't got a ton of applications, just having the electronics engineer uh, position up on the site. So we're, we're, we're shouting it out on the WAN show, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, here are some examples of projects you will be working on if you join our engineering team. Potentially, uh, A mouse. I don't think we've ever talked about that before. I don't think so, but it's been on the talk. That for a has while. been in development for over a year. Uh, we actually have some pretty good ideas for how to differentiate. Like that's my that's my whole thing. If we're not adding anything to the conversation, why are we doing this? I promise you, we'll, we will be adding something to the conversation. Um, the gamer battery bank slash shoe dryer. Um, th- the reason it has shoe dryer on the... Okay, stop. Be nice. <laughs> The reason it has shoe dryer on there is because that was the original reason that I wanted it. I just wanted something that you can, like, throw in your, realistically, not in your shoe, but actually just, like, in your bag. Uh, Have I talked to you about it before? Yeah. Oh, okay. So the idea is it's something you can just huck in your bag, and it'll run for, like, eight hours. And having Kyle tested it, and he was like, you're right. He was like not happy. He was like, what tiny little fan like that can't make that much of a difference. I was like, no, no, even a little bit of airflow is like huge. And so over eight hours, uh, how quickly a just like a a gym bag would dry out compared to if it didn't have even that tiny amount of airflow in it was like. It was a colossal difference. It was like half the time or something like that. And when it comes to preventing bacteria growth and therefore smell, the faster you can dry something out, the better. You don't want it to just sit there damp. Anyway, the shoe dryer may or may not ever come to life, but a lot of the work that we did on the shoe dryer is going to be absolutely reusable for the Gamer Battery Bank. What makes a battery bank Gamer? I will get back to you on that one, but they're... That we we have a clear differentiating value add there, and I'm really, really excited about it. Uh, another one, the RGB doormat. okay, this one has been under this one's been in development for almost two years. It's just been stalled by screwdriver. So much of the pipeline has been stalled by screwdriver. that makes sense. because uh, Kyle was working on this one and he pivoted full time to screwdriver. Um, we are working on cables. Um, I want a battery tester. Okay, you know those things you can buy for like four bucks and it just has like a little pinchy thing and you put your battery in it? They suck. Yeah, They Even when they work, they barely work and I hate them. And you can go get a multimeter and like, you know, or like create yourself a little jig to put your batteries in and hook the multimeter up to that or whatever. But I want more. I want way more than just how many volts I'm getting out of the battery. I want a product that will do a discharge and recharge cycle and tell me how much capacity is left in a rechargeable battery. So obviously I want to be able to quickly test disposables and go, okay, which ones go in the bin, which ones go in the other more different bin. But this is a problem that I can't be the only one who has. It's like, I have rechargeable batteries that are like 15 years old because I'm smart and I buy rechargeable batteries and use them for a very, very long time but how good is that one should that one be should i be marking that one as like you know tv remote duty only or could i potentially still use it in a hydra device has it not been cycled that many times i don't know and so i want a device that will tell me the remaining capacity of the battery i man i'd be so excited to have that product and i think a lot of people would Um, there is one that exists that we found, but it's like $400. And I'm looking at it going, well, that's not reasonable, right? I think we can do better. Um, we want to do like wireless charging pucks and desk accessories, um, extended PC access. So this is, this would, man, are we really disclosing all of this? Okay. It's in the
2: DAW. I was stunned when I read this before the show. I was like, (laughs) okay. Uh, okay. You know what? I'm not going to say any more. All right uh cool
0: Uh, okay this one's funny i don't think this came from me an rgb tissue box for the haters what (laughs) i have no idea uh anyway cool so those are some of the things that we that we want to work on slash have been working on for quite some time hopefully they all come to life and are huge successes we're gonna have some stuff at ces by the way did you know that Creator Warehouse is going to CES, and they're going to be unveiling oh, some stuff.
2: Oh, I didn't know they're going to be unveiling stuff. Yeah,
0: yeah, they're going to be they're going to be showing stuff there. Oh, that's cool. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. I think
2: they're also trying to
0: recruit other creators. Uh, there's a creator that um, we actually I was talking with recently, that I was like, "Hey, like, you, do you guys want to do a screwdriver? All you got to do is redo one mold. Like that, we intentionally only put our branding on one small mold." with the idea being that if anyone else wanted to brand our screwdriver, all they would have to do is redo that one mold and then boom, we could produce whoever tech tips is screwdrivers. I think that would be like super cool. Making, making the, making screwing better one driver at a time. (laughs) Oh boy. (laughs) Oh, in other creator merch news, I got Ludwig's bidet. Oh, okay. I haven't installed it yet because in North America it is actually not that typical to have a power outlet right next to your toilet. Um, so there. Well, yeah. yeah, but like really.
2: Yeah. That's what I did. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's not great, but
0: yeah. Like I, I don't want.
2: I mean, it's routed. It's, I don't know where the plug in your place would be. Well,
0: it was in a completely separate room.
2: Oh, yeah, that's like, a lot worse. Like
0: the the main the main bedroom ensuite has a like a little like toilet room in it.
3: Oh, that room
0: does not have a plug in it. Okay, and so the nearest outlet was you go out of that room across like my entire vanity, and then like it's over here. So basically, it would be going like across my countertop
2: yeah. into that room. Yeah, that's not good. And that's the you go through a doorway. It's like, Eesh.
0: yeah, that's not that cool. Yeah. So I had uh, oh. I had the ele- very talented electricians who worked on our place come out and put in an outlet for me uh, next to next to the toilet, and I'm going to be installing it this weekend. My butt will be the cleanest it's been since our trip to Japan. It was it was mind o- mind opening. Um, seeing, like, the Japanese standard for toilets. Like, when we were over there, uh, I don't think you went with me to this, like, one place that I went, but there was a long car ride that I had to be on for some reason. It was, like, three hours or something like that. And I needed to stop to use the washroom on the way. The driver didn't speak a lick of English, uh, but I managed to gesture, like, and he figured it out. And... Anyway, we pull over at this like essentially truck stop. And it had a toilet in it that was nicer than any toilet I've ever seen on this continent. I was like what is this? I don't
2: understand. It's kind of sweet though.
0: Yeah, it was pretty amazing. I I was very impressed. Hey, we should probably do a couple of merch messages. For those who are not familiar, merch messages are the way to send a message to the show. You'll see our producer, Dan. Hello, producer Dan. See you later, producer Dan. Uh, Replying to merch messages down there. Uh, Also, Dan will flag certain merch messages for Luke and for me and Luke to respond to. Uh, Why don't we do a couple? Uh, All you do is go on lttstore.com. You can check out and you'll see a little box that says hey would you like to leave a merch message they're live right now and you guys can go ahead and do that and you should either get your message showing up down here you can get a little reply from dan or we might even talk about it on the show
1: want to hit me dan sure i've got one here from Jaden linus uh how are you still using plex instead of mb or jellyfin i run all three in docker containers accessing the same library with no issues on the same server. Plex calls home to about 500 different places while MB and Jelly both don't. You're not know the first to ask me this.
0: Uh, the first to ask me this, I think, was, uh, ooh, I, I'm going to hate myself if I get this wrong, but Tim from the Labs team. Um, if I recall correctly, I, I believe it's Tim who is a huge Jellyfin guy, not a Plex guy, and basically was like, what? How are you still using Plex? The answer is because my lifetime Plex, license. Oh, oh yeah, there's that. Uh, but I think Jellyfin is open source and free anyway. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure Jellyfin's open source. Yeah, the free software media system. Um, but more importantly, my Plex is already set up and already works. However, I have actually had enough problems with Plex that we are no, we we have a conditional. Uh, not working with you, um, I don't want I don't know if I would call it an order, but basically I told I told the sales team that we're not going to work with Plex until they resolve some of my long time issues with it. Um, some of my long time issues include um, the fact that it doesn't advance to the next episode properly on some of my devices. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. That's like fundamental., uh, one of my long time issues is that, um, oh, was, oh yeah, right, right, right. Downloading local copies to mobile devices has, as far as I can tell, been completely broken for like over a year. Uh, again, that's something that I consider to be core functionality. Uh, they seem to be very focused on developing, you know, Plex TV and some of the other features that are not why I have it. I have it so that it will manage my media library and so that I can watch my media library on all my devices. Anything else is utterly irrelevant and might as well not exist. Um yeah, download to, download to local just does not work for me properly on Android or iOS. I it This came about because of a recent trip that I went on uh, with the kids, and I wanted to load up devices with movies and TV shows for the plane. And between my son's OnePlus uh, 7 something, whenever they did that McLaren edition, he's got that one, between my son's OnePlus, my wife's Samsung, my Samsung foldable, so I expect some weirdness, but my other more different Samsung and my iPhone 13. I couldn't get any one of those devices to reliably download content. Some of them went through, but you can't just queue it up and expect it to finish. And I basically sent out an irate email in the middle of the night as I'm preparing for this like 5 a.m. flight that was like, we are not working with them again until this is fixed. Um, So yeah, I, I might be at that point now. Because that's, yeah, again, that's, it's, it's fundamental. Like it works great for certain things. I have no desire to use anything other than Plex and the NVIDIA Shield for the theater room. I don't touch anything else. There's just no reason to. Right. Everything is flawless and perfect. But on mobile devices, I have just not had a lot of fun with it. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, yeah, maybe I'll give Jellyfin a shot because one of the other things that I'm going to be doing soon is uh, switching off of Unraid for, for my Plex, or I guess Jellyfin, and uh, firing it up on TrueNAS scale. Uh, so I've switched to TrueNAS for most storage, but I haven't gotten around to setting up a docker container for Plex. So I actually still have all the media on my, my older server, which doesn't matter to me that much because the main reason that I migrated was due to reliability concerns. Those are really old drives in there now. Yeah. Um, and so if I like, like, like what I'm going to lose a couple Blu-ray rips, that's not a big deal to me. Whereas like losing pictures and home videos would be, would be catastrophic.
1: Okay, I've got another one here from Christopher. Hey guys, with the popularity of handhelds like Steam Deck, do you think AMD or Intel will explore putting GDDR on the CPU package for the iGPU to use? And if so, do you think even two gigabytes would be uh, improving the performance? Oh,
0: okay. Well, there's a couple of different angles that we can approach this from. So first of all, I doubt that AMD or Intel would do it I think that AMD might do it, but it would be a custom silicon product, kind of like, I mean, really, this what this sounds like to me is an Xbox or a PlayStation processor, like they've done for the last couple of generations. In those cases, it's not on package, but it's designed to interact directly with GDDR yeah. memory, and the operating system is designed to use that same gddr memory for both system memory and graphics memory um
2: i think that solution's pretty good
0: yeah it 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 seems to work pretty darn well for game consoles yeah but there are a couple of concerns so one your suggestion of putting just a couple of gigs unfortunately wouldn't really work because it's oh man okay maybe it could Maybe you could load assets into your higher speed GDDR memory until it's full and then go out to main memory. But the problem with that is that GDDR memory is faster than non than regular DDR memory, but it's not that much faster. So it, it's it's not like using an SSD to cache a hard drive. Like it's not an order of magnitude faster. So using it as a cache, I think would have so much overhead that you would actually lose more than you would gain by doing it that way. So what you would have to do then is you would have to put the full amount of memory that you intend to have in this product on package like that. Now Apple has gone and put system memory on package, not on die, but on package, and so I, I, I don't see any reason why we couldn't see something like that in the future, but I doubt that that's something that AMD or especially Intel would just productize and hope that somebody's going to buy it. Yeah. That's the kind of thing that Valve might have to come to AMD and say, hey, we're going to pay the however many millions upon millions of dollars for you guys to do the R&D to build this product and we are then going to sell millions upon millions of Steam Decks, and it's going to be great. Um, my other concern about sharing that memory, because I, I would kind of imagine that that would be a shared memory. I mean, if you're going to have like a super high speed memory that's sitting on package, well, heck, you might as well use it for everything. But I don't, this is just something that I'm not going to be able to speak to very well because I simply don't know enough about it. But I would have concerns about performance and compatibility with regular PC games that are designed to uh, have two different memory pools. So you've got your GPU, you've got your VRAM, and then you've got your system memory. I don't know how they would handle those being one and the same. Then again, I don't know if you ever saw this video, but there was that that super weird Chinese console that actually did take that approach and ran Windows. Oh. And seems to run games so maybe it's fine but there's a drawback because gddr memory even though it's very high bandwidth is also higher latency compared to regular ddr memory which is not good for cpus so i don't know yeah yeah hbm (laughs) sure how much you want to spend on a Steam Deck? Yeah, nine hundred bucks. Let's go. Yeah, woo! HBM memory. <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, from like a, from Another a technical maybe. Yeah, from a technology standpoint, there's no reason it couldn't be done. <sighs> but from a, a practical standpoint, I don't see it happening anytime soon. Uh, Nw asks, uh, what about Xbox and PlayStation? Yes, but that memory is not on package. The question was, what about write? next to the cpu die because the closer the memory gets the lower the latency which is great but the more integrated this product is and the less generally useful it is like amd can't take that product that they developed for steam deck 5 or you know whatever it is and just put it in a box and sell it at newegg so ultimately that cost of developing it has to be covered by someone and that someone is going to be A customer. That's not going to be AMD. They're not just going to build that and hope somebody buys it. Uh, Why don't we move on to... Oh, we should do sponsors. Holy smokes, we haven't done sponsors yet.
4: Thanks to Mint Mobile for sponsoring today's show. This holiday season, the best deal in wireless can only be found at Mint Mobile. Right now, when you switch to Mint Mobile and buy a three-month plan, you'll get another three months for free. By going online only, Mint Mobile passes significant savings onto you, and all plans come with unlimited talk and text, plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. You can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and switch easily with eSIM. For a limited time, buy a three-month Mint Mobile plan and get three more months free by going to mintmobile.com. That's mintmobile.com to get three months free. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com. Thank you, Nord Security, for sponsoring today's show. Nord Security is there to make you feel safe in everything you do online, and you can get four months free on all Nord products, whether that's NordPass, a cross-device password manager, NordLocker, an encrypted cloud storage system, or NordVPN, an online security solution. Or even in your purchase because Nord Security offers a 30-day risk-free money-back guarantee. To so save on a two-year plan and get four months free today by going to nordsecurity.com WAN or by checking out the link in the show notes. Thanks to Masterclass for sponsoring this week's show. With Masterclass, you can learn from the world's best minds anytime, anywhere, and at your own pace. You can learn the art of negotiation with Chris Coss, improve your cooking skills with Gordon Ramsay, or learn relational intelligence with Esther Perel. There's over 180 classes to choose from, taught by the instructors you know and love. You can even explore lessons in any order you'd like, across your phone, tablet, TV, computer, or on the go with audio mode. Lessons are approximately 10 to 15 minutes in length, so you can easily fit them into your daily life. Thanks to Masterclass, I've been able to learn how to cook so many new dishes with Gordon Ramsey's class. And now my meals are always unique and exciting. With Masterclass, that thing you've always wanted to do is closer than you think. I highly recommend you check it out. This holiday, give the perfect gift of an annual Masterclass membership and get one free. Go to masterclass.com slash WAN today. That's masterclass.com slash WAN. Terms apply.
0: What topic would you like to talk about next?
4: Uh, let's
0: jump over here. Elon Musk is not... A free speech absolutionist, perhaps? Uh,
2: sure, let's do it. Let's get through it quickly. <clears throat> <clears throat> yeah, I like that. I like that idea. Um, So lots of things have happened on Twitter. There's been the Twitter files stuff. There's been, it's. I think every 12 hours, they try to drop some type of craziness on Twitter to keep the users rolling. Um, so it's been a little bit too much to cover. We haven't been covering it as much as when, when this stuff first started because I think we're all getting a little... A little tired. Um, But what we have talked on the show about before is Elon Jet, the Twitter account that used to track, well, Elon's jet, if you couldn't figure that out. And there were other similar
0: ones for other high profile public figures using publicly available jet
2: information to... That's an important one because it's not like this information is now gone because the Twitter account is gone. No, It's just not being automatically posted on Twitter. But like it got that information from a public resource that anyone can access. So the information is 100% still there and able to be accessed by anyone. Like, it's not like, it's not like this person had privileged information is what I'm trying to say. Um... So that, that person who, again, we've talked about this on the show, Elon offered them 5K to delete their account way back. Um, they asked, how about 50? They wanted a Model um, 3. And I, yeah, I think like it was- Like
0: an actual fan was the one doing it, which is sort
2: of interesting. Yeah, I think it was 50 so that I can buy a Model 3. Yeah, it I believe a, so. Yeah, um, Elon refused. And if I remember correctly, and I don't really want to misquote this. Oh no, here it is. Um, he, he tweeted a while back, Um, and he hasn't taken this down and a bunch of people have been roasting him for it so it's still up Uh, but he tweeted on November 6, 2022 my commitment to free speech extends even to not banning the account following my plane even though that is a direct personal safety risk Uh, he has now banned the account tracking his plane Um, he has also and this is where things get a little bit hazy for me he has also banned a bunch of other accounts that as far as i can tell talked about i don't know genuinely i think it's talked about it might be retweeted Uh, but but
0: yeah interacted with that account i'm not yeah i'm not
2: sure at i'm not sure where the cutoff of interaction is yeah but some level of interacted with or talked about or something that account have also been banned just like right off the hop change the rule banned um yeah, Elon also suspended the accounts of at least six journalists who have covered the Twitter saga, implying that they had doxed his real-time location and endangered his family. Um, as of now, there is no evidence any of the journalists did this. Um, well, I mean, the accounts are closed, so you wouldn't be able to get it. I don't know, whatever. Um, Twitter has not provided any... They don't ha- I, as far as I know, their entire public communication side is gone, just like he did with Tesla. Yep. So, so I don't think there would be like th- these things are not going to happen, basically. Yeah. Um, Elon posted a video on Wednesday of someone that he claimed was a crazy stalker who climbed on the roof of the car carrying his child X, um, which. Seems like a thing that someone might do, yeah. That would, yeah. I mean, I like that scenario would absolutely suck, yeah. yeah. You probably want some, wouldn't want someone to try to block the road of a car that has your child in it and climb on the roof of said vehicle, yeah. That would be, uh, I suspect if someone was a parent and that happened to their child, they would be pretty freaking absolute red line, yes, exactly, yep. Um. Yeah, he, he posted the one thing that I thought was somewhat entertaining was, he, you know, how he's been doing a lot of yeah, the video polls. was
0: the, the issue with the video is that it's not on topic. None of those journalists had
2: anything to do with that. So, well, I think the my assumption was that it had something to do with his plane landed and then they were trying to drive away from where it was and they were followed by this person. OK, so the root of the information was the plane okay I, that's my i don't know if that's what's going on sure. that's my level of understanding sure um yeah i do things things are a little crazy over in twitter land um zach from jerry rig everything
0: yeah here i've got this
2: got, got banned by by elon or blocked by elon sorry yeah not banned off the platform i said that incorrectly he got blocked by elon uh because in the video of as far as i can tell one of the security guys yeah getting video coverage of the person who chased them yeah and then also covering the lights or not covering the license plate getting video footage of the license plate um that elon tweeted out uh jerry everything responded and said yo contact the police don't send your mob didn't you just tweet that doxing is against Twitter rules? And Elon blocked him. Didn't ban him. Yeah. So
0: that's neat. Just blocked him. Uh, um. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, some suspensions seem to be specifically affecting people who point out Elon's hypocrisy. Ah, uh, shortly before his band, uh, band, ban, Mashable reporter Matt Binder, Binder, sorry, ah, uh, posted screen caps of Elon encouraging people to invest in Tesla the day he dumped three point six billion in stock. Um. <laughs> uh, so that's pretty good. Um, <laughs> but like. The EU and the UN published statements contemning Twitter's decision. Oh, man. Uh, Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, that's not even in here. But Mastodon's official account has been uh, banned. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you are not allowed and you can't link to Mastodon anymore either.
2: But I think people can still put their, like, Mastodon usernames or whatever. Yeah, in their profile. Yeah, but I think you For just now. can't link to the site. Yeah, we'll see when that happens. Yeah. Uh, when that happens, that'll be a lot of people.
0: Nick showed me, you know, I, I was with you until Nick showed me something really interesting today where I, I think your take on sort of the, uh, some of the hysteria around, oh, it's just Twitter's going to collapse immediately was like, well, like, it's 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 running. Like, it's, it's not going to just immediately fall apart. Yeah. Nick showed me a recording on his phone today of the Twitter app doing some weird stuff, dude. Did he show you that? Okay. So he showed me a screen recording of him tapping on the same picture in a tweet three times and it having three completely different behaviors. Once it opens the picture, once... It navigates to a totally unrelated website, and oh. a sec, and a third time. Whoa, that one's weird. It opens up a completely unrelated tweet, <laughs> and I'm like, "What?" Because I haven't seen anything that, that's pretty funny. I haven't seen anything that bad. But honestly, I've not been using it as much. Like, I, I think I've talked to you about this, but I've had myself on like a Twitter diet of it or whatever for yeah. a while. Yeah, yeah. Like, I I set my I set my app time limit to thirty minutes like months ago just because I realized I'm doing so much doom scrolling on Twitter and it's not really contributing anything. It's not making me feel better.
2: I've been I've been getting myself I haven't done that, but I've been getting myself to be more busy and I just haven't had the time, which is yeah. a good solution in my opinion. Um, but yeah, I mean Twitter's done weird stuff for a while. That's pretty weird. That's weirder than anything I've seen, for sure. Um, I still don't think it's necessarily going down anytime soon. Also, uh, there are still claims. I don't know how true it is, necessarily. um, There are still claims that... uh, uh, What was it? Oh, right. Users have peaked again. Oh, yeah? Apparently, because of the banning of people, I guess. People reacting to that are coming to Twitter and going, what's going on? Oh, I could see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that. So I don't apparently know. We've hit another peak. I don't
0: know that those users are going to interact in the long term. So, what this means for the for the long term health of the platform, I couldn't tell you. I mean, maybe there's a big brain four D chess
2: I've play. Seen more and more big names permanently leave. That's an interesting one to me.
0: Permanent's a big word, though. Yeah. Will they still fair be enough. permanently gone in a fair year enough. if if the dust settles? I don't know.
2: Yeah. Yeah, but okay. And another thing that I'll bring up about the the like. Uh, Twitter stability thing is people were saying it was going to be down in like a couple days. Yeah, which is like clearly ridiculous. That's the main thing that I was reacting to back then is it was at first it was like, oh, it's going to be down in a couple days and then they were like, oh, it's going to be down by the weekend or whatever. I don't remember what that was. And yeah. then they were like, oh, it's not going to last until the next week. Well, there was
0: like the lettuce, the
2: lettuce yeah, comparison. Yeah, the lettuce thing which no one talks about anymore yeah. probably because the lettuce is gross now. Um, Like the the goalpost just kept getting moved over and over and over and over and over again. I'm like, okay, um yeah the the nuking twitter spaces thing okay this is another one where like i i yeah. heard about so much stuff happens on twitter and i just hate all of it because i hate twitter i have then this isn't new yeah just this in case is anyone's not like, new i i not have, new take i have hated twitter for years yeah. way before any of this even started so this is <laughs> don't even try to pull that out um but Apparently, there was a Twitter Spaces going on, and some people started, and he joined it. No, I think it was one of the banned (sighs) journalists or something, or suspended ones. Oh, right. They they could still join Spaces. They could
0: still join Spaces, but couldn't tweet or
2: something like that. And he, like, joined it. And Elon joined the Space. And, like... They asked him some questions, and then he left. And then
0: disabled the Spaces feature (laughs) altogether. Just killed it. (laughs) And
2: then brought it back like the next day or something. Are uh, we seeing are we seeing this
0: new level of escalation as a result of him getting booed with Dave Chappelle? Like is the oh. cause like I gotta tell you guys, as a public figure, if I went out on a stage, I was like introduced back. and I mean that sucks and, for anyone and I, and I thought that like I was cool, and I thought that people were gonna think I was pretty cool. And I think
2: pretty much regardless of how big your ego is, if you go up in a in a public speaking environment in front of who is it? Probably a ton of people. Well, sure. I
0: mean it's a it's a it's a Dave
2: Chappelle, Dave Chappelle live, show, live so show, so I have to
0: imagine hundreds, if not thousands. thousands I, yeah. I don't know how big. the if You go in front was. of that many
2: people and they and they boo you hard. Like that's gonna hurt. Yeah. Like, like pretty much no matter who you are. And so. I guess the knee-jerk reaction is to
0: quiet try to try to eliminate criticism.
2: Wasn't this supposed to be a good quick topic? That is that is fair. It um, D- but- has
0: not been 20 minutes, Hammy, 3D. Banned. <laughs> <laughs> turn off full plane live chat. Turn it turn it the f- off now.
2: AJ's like, oh, I don't even know if we could do that.
0: <laughs> I just don't, you know. I just don't get it, right? Because like, yeah, he spent his whole career being criticized. Like I spend my whole career being criticized. It's not new. It's just that the criticizing is the criticism is ramping up because the, current, the things yeah, you're doing are
2: awful. The current volume. So why high. would you double down and do way more awful stuff? I think that's a pretty normal human response. That's not going to help. I'm not saying it's a good one, but I think it's a pretty normal human response. It's not going to help though. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. <laughs> we we both go to take a drink we both do the like lean away lean away <laughs> thing <laughs> i didn't realize we both did that um yeah some people are talking about like uh freedom of speech and stuff like that what about it one he of, stands
0: for nothing yeah one get of, over it
2: one of the problems with <laughs> the plane thing is again that that is that is public information plane plane routes planes with transponders on you can figure out where they are like that's and you and ch- planes ch- need transponders yeah um so that's the thing yeah
0: and now apparently it's remote just- installing trains there you go apparently it's just on reddit now so he strice and affected the shit out of it
2: yeah and like that that's what i was saying removing yeah. the twitter account didn't remove the information it just stopped the twitter account all of that is still public. If people really wanted to know, they are going to find it. It's out there. Like, I don't know. Anyways, let's get off of Twitter.
0: Yeah, let's do that. Are we doing
2: that? Are are we pacting that now? Getting off of Twitter? Yeah, I'm not getting off of Twitter. My problem is there are people that I must communicate with that communicate with me through Twitter DMs. I'm one of those people who's
0: very chat app agnostic. Yeah. Like, here's my here's my social folder. I That's have
2: pretty similar to mine. I, I I'm missing, I think, two of those.
0: Hangouts, Instagram, WhatsApp, yeah, yeah. Facebook Messenger, uh, WeChat, Line, Teams, Discord. Yeah, it's
2: just WeChat and Line. I don't have those. I don't
0: even have my SMS app in there. So and I'm I not have other that. ones
2: that you don't have in there. Actually, now that I think about it. Oh, what you got? What you got? Hit me up. ICQ, Telegram, at the very least. Oh, I have Signal. Signal. Yeah. Or wait, yeah. No, yeah. Both of those actually. Telegram yeah. and Signal. Signal's uh, not in there because I don't use it much. But yeah, yeah, I have it. Et cetera, et cetera. Like I, yeah, I'm on all of them as well. Um, and and there are there are like just like with Facebook, I only really use Facebook to. Private message certain people, just like with Twitter. Yep. I need it because there are people that I have to be able to get DMs from Yep, for like my job. So you're stuck with it. So I'm going to keep using it. Yep. Yeah.
0: Pretty much. There it is. Uh, WeChat on a Western phone. Crazy to trust that. Did I say I trust it? (laughs) I have it. Some people that I might need to talk to might not have... Western chat apps, right? Yeah. Hey, there you go. I mean, that's the thing. Like, I just, I don't, that's, this is one of the reasons that I don't understand the whole iMessage thing. It's like, oh yeah, I love iMessage. It's like having a phone that only connects to certain lines. Why would you want it? Get, like, so if you need to, to why don't you just get a phone that connects to every line? Like, <laughs> like Im- imagine. <laughs> Imagine trying to sell an email service where the main feature is that you can only email people who are on the same domain. How the f*** is that a feature? That's a bug. Or like if you email someone who's on a different service, it's a degraded experience. It's like you get to shame them for being poor. They can't afford this email.
2: I just I think there's some IT security stuff where you can only email people in the same domain. But that's like obviously we're talking about something different. Yeah, that's a completely different thing. Totally different thing. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I it is what it is. So I'm not gonna be completely getting off of Twitter, but I effectively don't create new tweets anymore. I like reply to stuff sometimes. I interact with things sometimes. But like I think My most recent tweet was the OVH video because I wanted to reblast it because I liked that video. Mm-hmm. I was trying to help promote it. The one before that, I think I'm like roasting you on your birthday. And then I don't even remember what's before that, but it's probably like a year ago or something. <laughs> like I, I basically don't use the platform anymore because I do not like it. Oh, man. This isn't in the doc, unfortunately,
0: but did you see that it looks like the EU is going to force Apple to allow
2: side loading? Yeah, wait, I thought this was in the doc. Is it? Uh d- 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 maybe I'm d- just dumb. I read notes on it. Did you? Yeah. Did I
0: just like completely miss it? I don't know. I-, I don't see it for some reason. I think it was something we were gonna talk about. Anyway, that could be amazing. That sounds great. Yeah. Go EU. A, I mean, not everything, but but definitely this.
2: Definitely this. I hope we're not missing it because I saw it as a topic. I'm like certain. Um because they they were talking about how there's some people that are countering it, uh, because they're saying if you allowed side loading and that becomes common, uh things like Facebook and these other major applications might try to leave the app store so they can get around the payment cut, and if that happens, then we're going to lose this security layer and people are upset about that.
0: Okay. Then don't install any of those apps that are not in the App Store. And don't ever use a computer. It's called user choice. Any kind of computer. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's really interesting to me when I hear the argument that the user choice is to not use an iPhone. Uh, okay. Uh, but, okay. But no no user user choice and and fair and open competition is uh, doesn't just mean well then okay you just can't then you're just completely locked out of one of the only two vendors in the duopoly that is smartphones um, and also by the way, both of them are behaving in exactly the same monopolistic way uh, this is this is bad, and we actually do need le- legislation to fix this yeah so. There you go. Yeah, I think it's cool as well, though. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty I excited. Yep. Yeah. We got a couple of other pretty interesting topics.
2: Uh, Epic Games is shutting down servers for a bunch of old games again. Okay. Like a lot. So I I should have followed up on this, and I didn't. That is my bad. This topic was shared with me. Uh, where is it? Let me just search for Epic. Epic. Uh, I think there's some extra juice on this. Oh. Um. Where I think they have been removing games from stores as well. Interesting. Um, Uh, So
0: while he's looking that up, the affected games include A Thousand Tiny Claws, Dance Central 1, 2, and 3, though VR online multiplayer will remain up, Green Day Rock Band, Monsters, probably, Stole My Princess, Rock Band 1, 2, and 3, The Beatles Rock Band, Supersonic Acrobatic Rocket-Powered Battle Cars, Unreal Gold, Unreal 2 The Awakening, Unreal Tournament 2003, Unreal Tournament 2004, Unreal Tournament 3, though that one will be reactivated and re-released for free as Unreal Tournament 3X, uh, it is already renamed, it is barred from sale on Steam, and that'll be on Epic Online Services in the future with cross-play between Steam, Epic Game Store, and Good Old Games. Unreal Tournament Game of the Year Edition, um, the master server has been up in some form or another since 1999, so goodbye. It is possible to specify master server manually though, so players could use, uh, for example, old Unreal via unreal.ini tweaks. Battle Breakers, Unreal Tournament Alpha, Rock Band Blitz, Rock Band Companion App, and Sing Space. Some games, like Unreal Tournament Game of the Year, have support for direct IP connections and should still be playable without the master server browser. Uh, And most also feature local multiplayer options. But once again, Luke and I are bringing up how horrible this is and what it will mean for the next round of server end-of-life's when you just are utterly unable to use these software titles that you paid for, excuse me, <clears throat> uh, rented, it's very frustrating.
2: Uh, did you find what you were looking to talk about? No. Um, I think it. All right, here we go. One second.
0: The reason. i f- close. Okay, the reason for it is that uh, Epic is pushing to support its Epic Online Services system, which they say will provide a unified friend system, voice chat, parental controls, and parental verification features. Okay. Um, I guess.
2: Yeah, like some... Is this in here? Yeah, like Unreal Gold. Unreal Gold. I don't know a ton about this game. And yeah, like if you look up Unreal Gold on Steam right now, it says notice Unreal Gold is no longer available on the Steam Store. Yep. So if you didn't get it, that's it. And there didn't appear
0: to be a ton of warning for this. Recent reviews are apparently but like mixed. this is
2: a single player game, or it's listed as a single player game on on Steam. So it's it's not that they just like because this is talking about turning off servers, right? Yeah. Epic says some titles will still work offline, while others not be playable at all. So Unreal Gold is not sold anymore.
0: I guess. I mean, was anyone really buying it? I don't know. It came out in
2: 1998. It's not really the point, though.
0: I know. It just sucks. Yeah. It just sucks. Yeah. But my my game in history.
2: Unreal Gold is just like the first one in on the list, so that's what I dove into. But I don't I don't know if like. Some of these other ones are also off the store. It also sounds like like there's a note lower down, somewhere, where like the game is being re-released. I don't remember which one. That's Unreal uh, Three, Unreal Tournament Three. Yeah, being re-released as Unreal Three X. Yeah, already I already renamed, about that. Barred from the Steam sale and it's on Epic Game Services. So I feel like part of this is trying to get it to move to their own stuff. Well, yeah,
0: absolutely it is. Epic seems to be the <laughs> only. Other game store owner that is still, still holding holding out is like no no we will we're gonna compete with Steam. Everyone else has come crawling back. Oh, except Blizzard, uh, Activision Blizzard is still on their Blizzard own thing. won't.
2: Yeah, I am hundred percent certain Blizzard won't um, because they've been doing it a lot longer. But EA, Ubi, they're back. Yeah, they're back, baby. Because Blizzard had their own launcher back when tons of things had their own launcher and they actually had like a launcher for it and everyone got used to using it before steam just like ran everything because they blizzard was doing an mmo and back in the day steam didn't support mmos through steam effectively um so like yeah people just got used to it i don't think blizzard is ever going to bail um blizzard is getting people pretty used to launching COD? no you can just buy cod through so activision part right. of blizzard is still using steam i guess but, but blizzard by diablo 4 yeah
0: yeah on steam
2: yeah i think that's where we're at yeah yeah
0: ubi caved recently yep matter of time anthony's take um you know how long should game companies really be expected to keep older games afloat though and to epic's credit a lot of their older games using unreal engine are very open and easily modded Not all of these games are, though. Uh, Regardless of how long they were supported for, though, IMO,
2: once they sunset games, they should release the server software and tools for
0: the community to restore them. Yeah,
2: so my point isn't actually at all how long companies should be expected to keep games afloat. Um, I can totally understand if you're like, man, we have zero users on almost every day not wanting to keep those servers going. Uh, But it is entirely based around those companies releasing uh, yeah. the server softwares and tools needed for the community to restore them like like anthony said um uh, that is that is where literally my entire argument lies because the only thing i'm worried about at a certain point because you brought up like how many people are still playing this yeah that's very valid for yeah. a lot of games probably no one yeah probably literally no one but people should be able to down the line if you want to for like literally historical reasons yep yeah. Like we sh- we shouldn't lose the entire history of video game development. That would be really depressing. <laughs> like it's actually a huge deal. Uh, yeah, just like hardware bot removed
0: our Y Cruncher world
2: record. Yeah, what happened there?
0: Um, well, we released a video recently setting a world record for uh, calculating 2.5 billion digits of Pi in YCruncher. Cruncher. Uh, you guys would have seen us submit the results live, but HardwareBot actually removed our score from the leaderboards. Why? Is it because they're bad people? No. Uh, it's because we didn't submit the screenshot right, and we didn't have CPUZ or GPU-Z open in the screenshot. So we we could actually probably grab a still from the video and resubmit it, but um, I told Adam that that's probably not worth the time to set up the server again and run it again and like submit it again. So we're not going to do that. Uh, it was definitely yeah. fun setting some world records, and I'll know I'll know we had it. <laughs> but uh, apparently, it's 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 unofficial now. It's unofficial.
2: Yeah. What's this? Linus and Luke react to Linus dropping things 2022 edition. So, this is kind of an amazing. This is a really
0: well-edited video. Oh. Um, it's got how many views does this have now? It's kind of ridiculous. Let me just uh yeah, this, 450k. This has, yeah, 450,000 views. Oh, how am I on an account that doesn't have premium right now? Me too. For Crying out loud.
2: Oh. Oh jeez!
0: Yep, here comes another one.
2: <laughs> it's nine and a half minutes long.
1: No, 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 I skipped it.
2: Oh, oh, yeah.
0: Uh, should I? Should we have sound for this? Do you want to have sound? Very high. <laughs>
2: mine, mine is muted. Four I don't know, two, know which one of us you're watching. CIEJ oh, him. At least
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. Ports on this thing.
0: We're going with the twelve nine hundred. Let me make sure K, you the... guys can hear. It. Don't worry, I caught it with the foot. Because the KS chaos... dropped. <laughs> The KS wasn't out yet. Oh, I can I hear it. Look at that. Awesome. I know, right? Can it's you hear it, Luke?
2: S- mm. do you, do you know yes. How to steam deck? Not steam deck. I thought there was something wrong,
0: and I realized because I need to watch Jake's that one. Uh oh, I think so I've got an gonna echo from you. We never, maybe, uh, we never. They don't he hear that. that or you oh, cool. Or like I can text him. Whoa. That was a good one. Tell me a little story. alright alright that's enough of that story Be this was actually definition. last week but we yes. missed it and that was not intentional
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's not a word that wasn't intentional either <laughs> no, not, a, not a word <laughs> anyway
0: it's too long for us to watch the whole thing on WAN show but I just uh, I I definitely felt the comedic timing of the edit was better than most of things like this that I've seen uh, I I thought that uh, Mr. Chicken Banner Lord uh, did 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 a pretty good job, pretty good job. So I won't have to DMCA take down you this time, this time, or or ban you. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Might I get, block you though. Have,
0: have I ever really like addressed this publicly? Like our stance on on remixing our clips into
2: we have sort of. I think it's always been on Wan Show though, oh, but okay. we have sort of. Yeah. Okay.
0: Anyway, we're chill
2: because we if yeah. you. Context dependent.
0: Yeah. If you are, if you're trying to pass off our footage as your own, like say, for example, if you were to upload a review of a graphics card and just shamelessly put our B-roll into your video, um, I, I get I get pretty annoyed by that. Yeah, we're that. Not, not so down with that. Um, if you ask in advance, which is very easy to do because we're not hard to get in touch with, I have, I think every time said, yep no problem just make sure you credit us yeah. we yeah we just we want to see like proper credit and uh and a link in the video description but other than that i don't really think we have any any rules about it yeah
2: not particularly
0: so yeah we've always been i think uh i think pretty 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 open as far as all that stuff goes mm-hmm. anyway i thought this was i thought it was pretty funny i thought they did a good job that was it That was all. And then I've got another little side topic here. Can we ban apps that copy metadata when you try to copy text?
2: (laughs) I also... Okay, I want to attach something on this, which is more of a uh, people pattern thing. So that would be great. But also, I think when you send someone a message that's like an address... Or a phone number, yeah. Or basically something that you know is going to be copied, yeah. Man, would I love it if it was its own message? Well, you know, that's actually that's actually what started this.
0: Was uh, someone sent me their Wi-Fi um, SSID and password in one message on Teams, yeah? And I tried to copy the password, and I was like, f- I f- hate this. <laughs> Because for whatever reason, Teams and Microsoft's infinite wisdom does not allow you to select part of a message and copy it. And it is absolutely infuriating. This trend towards not allowing you to interact with text on the screen the way that you would intend to started, in my mind, with right-clicking and copying uh, a hyperlink in a Google search result and it pasting a whole bunch of tracking crap mm. progressed to uh, texting apps that will copy like a timestamp and username and whatever else when you paste their stuff and also offer no way to just manually select the part of the text you want so you, so you just you can't paste things f- where they just need to go and it just adds a bunch of clicks for no f- reason
2: and it's really annoying because a lot of times when you have to input into a field that field is often very size restricted yep so now you have to trim the message in a very size restricted field in some other app which is so annoying (laughs) and then paste it over i've i've sent people back their own messages but like basically cropped like they'll they'll be like here's Oh, uh, no problem. Still in the same message. Here's this information. Here's this information. Yeah. Here's a bunch more text. And I'll just send them back. Just the like password, completely new message, that account name, completely new message, that. And then you or, copy your it own and sent then, message. Yeah. Nice. So like, Come
0: nice. on. Nice. It's <laughs> just, it's so, it's so frustrating. Uh, Add damn says pixel phones can copy text from app switcher. That is an utterly unnecessary solution to a problem that should have never existed. Yeah. That's the that's the issue. And to be to be clear, this is not a world-ending problem. This is not a huge deal. It takes at most another 10 or 20 seconds to get around this every time I encounter it. For me, it's not about how much time it wasted, it's about how utterly unnecessary it's just, it's it was just annoying it should have never happened there yeah. was no reason for it whatsoever yeah just makes me mad pretty much oh man ah oh, really good one is you know how uh when someone sends you an address or a phone number in a lot of text apps you can just like long press and like open in maps it'll or know call. yeah yeah so if that message contains other extraneous crap, it doesn't work. And, okay, like, I, I don't know, at least on Android, in just kind of any any text field, if you select something that's obviously a phone number, it'll prompt you for the phone as well. But no, you can't do that in a chat app that also has that other stuff because there's no way to f***ing select it! <laughs> like, we have these modern conveniences, but then we get in our own way. No! <laughs> No!
2: (laughs) Yep. Yep. I've, and like, the thing is, I know I've been in all of these scenarios and I feel like everyone else must have as well. Yeah. Because it's just like, it's a part of life right now and it's just unnecessary and annoying. Yep. Yeah. I'm pretty happy about Dell apparently continuing to push
0: forward their uh, modular laptop, Dennis. Dennis, yeah. Um, This is Concept Luna. So this is like a new Concept Luna modular laptop that can apparently be disassembled in 30 seconds. Whoa. So we're going to watch this here. Ten times fewer screws. Woo. What am I looking at here? Is is this another ad? You're looking at ads. You know what? I figured it out. I figured out why I can't see it. Because I'm only looking at this.
2: Yeah, did you notice? I'm only looking at the skip button. Did you notice how he said what am I looking at here? Because he didn't even recognize there was an ad. He does this and it's crazy. Like, it's not crazy as in he's crazy. It's just I I can't. I like wish I could. So I think it's like frustrating that I can't just block them out like that. Here we go. Check this out. Whoa, thirty seconds. Let's go. Man, when I used to work with laptops all the time, this would have been so sweet. I know, right? And what's really cool is
0: they're they're pitching it's like a, a sustainability a sustainability element of this, where when it comes to like refurbishing uh, or for large organizations, um, you know, reassembling partially working laptops into, into into full working laptops, just fewer of them. Um, apparently those QR codes are so that it's like super easy to to test it and identify it so that you can so you can much more easily do that. It's so cool. That's awesome. This is really awesome yeah. Um, so lots of rails, Pogo pins, card edge connectors, uh, no cables, no screws. Nothing if no you can, screws if you can eject a sim tray you can disassemble this laptop What and its thickness is still close what? to a current year 13-inch Dell latitude with internal volume to spare for higher-end components Is that wild? oh
2: that is super cool
0: now? This is not a real product not yet but Dell is hinting that we could see elements of this of, of this project make their way into real products down the line. I suspect you will have some screws
2: in a real product. Maybe. Maybe you're right. But um, I think some screws are okay. Some screws know. are okay. Yeah. Especially if they're all the same.
0: Yeah. And, like, I don't necessarily think that plastic clips are a better solution than a me screw. Me neither.
2: Yeah. You know?
0: Uh, give, give me a good screw and uh, I'll thank you. Yeah. It's amazing. I yeah, this is another just like super dumb comment that I read this week. It's just like it's just I hate the way that they've gotten so immature and there's so many sex <laughs> jokes now. It was always like that.
2: We have always been like blink on a two level toilet humor. Oh yeah. <laughs> it has genuinely always been a thing. <laughs> I have
0: learned nothing. I have grown up not at all. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. CEO, but it's just a title. Still me. <laughs> uh the discussion question here is uh thanks Anthony. How does Linus feel about his investment in Framework now? Good. Yeah, I don't I don't think That was the point.
2: Yeah, 100%.
0: I mean, even off air talking to Luke about the investment in Framework, talking internally to the people here, I was very clear that my investment in Framework was like if it made money, I'd be surprised. Yeah. I love their mission. I love their mission. And to be clear, Dell is still not trying to compete with the framework mission. They have mentioned nothing about upgrading your chassis like this. Right? It's still super cool regardless. My framework laptop went from six cores to 12 core, four to 12, whatever. I like dramatically upgraded the hardware in that machine without replacing my chassis or screen or speakers or touchpad, or anything like that. It's super cool still. Um, but really what I was investing in was the mission to make laptops less disposable. Yeah. And if, if this, if, if that was what it took to shine a big enough light on what framework was doing that Dell comes and does it better. Fine. So be it. Yeah. I will, I will, I will kiss that money. Goodbye. Um, I do, I do still think that framework has a solid shot, I don't know a lot that isn't public information, but I do know a little bit and I don't want my money back i uh I'm pretty happy I'm pretty cool. happy with what Good. they're doing. I'm happy with the direction that they're going, but if I lose it all, then I guess it's gone and I feel the same way about the point nas is not
2: financial game
0: yeah i the, the the point was I want these things to exist, and it's exactly the same with that nas software that I discussed last week I need an easy to use like prosumer NAS that doesn't suck. Like it just, it has to exist. I am so tired of cloud being the only user friendly option other than stupid, like one touch backup hard drives Yeah, because you wanna, that are not reliable.
2: You want to promote people to do their own like personal cloud Three, stuff, two, one. but then it's, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah.
0: And I get it. I get it. You know, full-time sysadmin, part-time home lab user who does this kind of thing in their sleep. I understand that to you it's not hard. To my brother-in-law, it might as well be
2: brain surgery. Even for decently technical yes. people, yeah. yes, like it's it's still a lot. It's non-trivial, and it's something that you need to like re-educate on constantly, which also probably shouldn't really need to be that necessary. Um, what's wrong with Synology is a great question.
0: How about the completely closed ecosystem? That's what's How wrong. about yeah. the ridiculous pricing? Yeah. You should be able to have a functioning NAS for literally zero dollars. Like there is hardware that people actually throw in the garbage that is perfectly capable of running a NAS operating system. And I get it. In Europe, you might not actually want to run that because the power efficiency is going to be a killer. But if you happen to live somewhere with cheap power... Why is it going into the trash? It should still be used. Why are you going to throw that working hardware away, go buy some apply- some overpriced appliance, yeah. not to mention underpowered in a lot of cases, that is yeah. not upgradable at all, and that you're ultimately going to throw in the trash later?
2: Like, and your data sync can only go to other... Well, okay, this is very old information. It's complicated. okay. You knew where I was going with yes. that.
0: Yes. You can sync to a lot of different things, but okay. also syncing just to a target like properly is a little more complicated to set up. Okay. The point is there's a better way. Yeah. And I want there to be a better way.
2: Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. New topic. Should we should we do more merch messages? Yeah, we should do a couple merch
1: messages probably. I yeah. bet there's a few that are built up here. Yeah. Yeah, I've got some uh, potentials you guys should probably have a look at, too. Sure. i got one here from Ronald. Working in the medical imaging field, I've seen that a lot of imaging data being moved to the cloud, and uh, he doesn't necessarily agree with it. Oh, no. Uh, what are your thoughts on medical imaging using cloud storage? Sounds terrible. <laughs> but also,
0: I mean, this ties in perfectly to what we were just talking about. So what? is every like small independent office supposed to have a full-time IT person to handle their in a lot of cases r- like regulator uh, not endorsed what's the bloody word I'm looking enforced like they're 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 like regulated data storage like compliance system like they, they can't- well, this
2: is what this is what my like company before I started working with you was
0: right. So who's going to manage their compliance when it comes to safely storing all this data in a secure and reliable fashion? I mean, cloud is the answer. Uh, is it actually safe? Well, I I don't know. I hope so. Yeah. But like, what if you could? So so one of the one of the things that I've told this NAS software developer that I. Insist exists is a peer-to-peer. Insist exists. Yeah, a peer-to-peer encrypted backup solution. Yeah, that's great. So that if Luke and I were each running Linus NAS or you know whatever it ultimately ends up being called, (laughs) please don't. It's not. It's not. It has a name. I just haven't disclosed it yet.
2: Oh god. We don't need to go down that path again. Wanik (laughs) NAS. Anywho. (laughs)
0: <laughs> sorry okay keep going <laughs> until if luke and i each had oh. one it should be as simple as entering each other's like profile like friending each other essentially and being able to allocate backup space to each other that is then encrypted so that even with ha- access to the hardware luke cannot look at my files and i can't look at his but we know that our data is safely stored somewhere off-site yeah that should not be complicated in the year 2022 that should be, like, three clicks. And if it's not, we suck. Yeah. I could totally see that being amazing for our
2: professional offices, too. Like, yeah. if you
0: could just have, like, Dr. Net I mean, or this, whatever. This is, the, like, oh, this is in so my cool. opinion,
2: the biggest problem with uh, with, like, at-home storage for basically anybody if you want to back it up because everyone tells you like oh it's not a backup if it's raid whatever so you're like oh okay i know i'm not i I probably shouldn't use the voice but (laughs) the reason why i use the voice is because a lot of people hear that and then they go cool but i don't really have the technical ability or the knowledge or whatever to fix said problem so like great Thanks. I don't know, like, what am I supposed to do with this information? So if you can give them something to do with that information, yep. that would be awesome. That'd be nice.
0: Uh, Leo Lan asks, didn't you say that if you have physical access to a server that encryption slash security doesn't matter anymore? Encrypted data. Um, as long as it is properly encrypted is probably going to be very difficult to gain access to you at would, this point in time. You would
2: still, like, as, as we said before, no security is absolute. Um, yes. I, yeah.
0: When we've said things like that, there's often been context around it. Like, for example, when we talked about how Apple allowed the Chinese government to dictate which data center all of
2: their Chinese customers' data was stored in, what we mean is That's an entity with extreme capability and extremely long-term access, and yeah, essentially,
0: it's a it's a CCP-owned data center. Yeah. So, oh, come on, yeah, <laughs> come on, <laughs> yeah, right. Um, and in a lot of cases, like we're talking about a situation where the way that the like okay, something like BitLocker, for example, if you had unlimited time and access to an encrypted drive you might eventually be able to brute force it but in this case if it's just a dump of encrypted data um i don't have the technical expertise to know what it would take to break into it do you know anything about that like it seems
2: to be completely honest reading potential merch messages but you're talking about breaking encryption on files
0: yeah just on just on a, just a, a dump of data in the, like a in a container file
2: if you're if you're taking brute force uh, uh, if you're taking the the attack vector of brute force yeah like aes 256 you can somewhat like measure how long that's gonna take, or measure an estimation of how long that will take on average, I should say. Right. Um, if it, I mean, there is always the potential that it guesses it first try, uh, but like the chance of that is, you know. Uh, well, my password is password, so what yeah, do you think? Oh, Would it, it, get it, it might get quick? it in the first 50 or something, yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, but yeah, there's, there's some amount of measurable difficulty there for brute forcing, uh, but then you also have to question the ability of removing the lock, right? Right, because uh, you can you can basically always compare any type of security to almost any other type of security because there's lock similar similar attacks, right? Right. So for um, yeah, you yeah, there's always the possibility of finding a way to remove the lock or go around the door or do whatever, basically some way that you don't have to interact with guessing the password. Um, so nothing is ever one hundred percent. Uh, if something exists. You should not assume that security on it is 100%. If anyone tells you that security on it is 100%, either they are a fool or you should deeply question the motivation that they have for telling you that. That's basically it. What is this? (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) yeah there's always a way yeah that's great um okay hit me again more uh this one's from ryan happy holidays having heard all the recent talk about the ai in the media and art how do you view ai in art as it relates to copyright saw a tweet thread about this relation to disney and mickey mouse all right i'm tagging in coach um all right so
2: (laughs) i curated this one from the potential merge questions uh so i'm going to use this question as an onboard to say other stuff that i was planning on saying but didn't get full preparation for but i want to start the conversation um in some of the comments on last week's wan there was some valid criticism of my stance on a few AI things. There was a few different comments talking about how, uh, I seemed quite pro GPT or large, large language model AI things. Hmm. And I was quite anti art model bots. Oh, okay. So I, w- I was talking about how I didn't like AI art. I did, And in the same show, I was talking about how I did like GPT. Sure. And people were saying that that was fairly hypocritical. And I think from watching the show and the things that were talked about in the show, I think that stance was quite fair, Mm -hmm. to be completely honest. I think part of that reason is because I haven't dove far enough into my reasons for that. And to be completely transparent, a fair amount of my opinion on that at that time was basically a vibe check. Right. I hadn't really dove into it enough. I have dove into it a bit now. I still don't think it's enough. And I think one of the reasons why it's not enough is I think this is actually just a ridiculously, ridiculously complicated topic. Well, yeah, sure. Like it's it's really, really hard. Um, I think there are some problems. There's lots of problems. One of them is that the training depth is highly questionable. Yeah. on some of the AI art generators. Yeah. To the point where I have found examples where it is trained on one artist. And when you ask it to output different things, it basically just outputs pretty much exactly what that artist did. Yeah. Um, I have also done some stuff, I was talking to you about this, where I search for a specific term that is high highly related to an extremely famous piece of art. Um, And I've gotten a bunch of different AI art generators to output pretty much just the original with some extremely minor changes. Like, hey, we didn't copy it. Ha ha. Yeah. and, And this is like, I'm talking, I'm not giving it a ton of terms. I'm not being super, super hyper specific so that if you asked pretty much any human artist to do this, they would have output pretty much the exact same thing. I'm not saying like draw me a cogwheel and pretty much everyone draws the same cogwheel. I, I'm like, or I'm not saying draw me a cogwheel at this exact orientation and then blah 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 with this many spokes, all that kind of stuff. I'm I'm giving somewhat vague things and not very many. Okay, I'll just say the term. I said um Arab girl green eyes. Yeah. Gee, that's it. I wonder what image you end up with. And that's all I gave them. So it has uh, a race, it has a color of eyes, and it has a gender. That's it. Wait, you mean this one? And that's the, I believe that's the original. Yes. Um, And (laughs) these AI art programs were putting out pretty much that at like, you know, different angles and stuff. Yeah. But like, Oh, maybe a different color of you know, robe or whatever. This was, I did this like, yeah, almost immediately after last one. So it's been a little while, but if I remember correctly, she has freckles. Sure. And like every single one, she had freckles in it. I don't know how common that is, but, 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 right. but like, wow, it was, it was or Afghan. I don't know. Sorry. Oh, I Afghan. Did, I did this. Like a week ago, I don't remember the exact search term. Um, I, I lifted basically this scenario from somebody on Twitter, but they deleted their post. I wanted to share it on the show. They, they deleted or private it or they did something with their post and then I couldn't get it back again. Uh, cause I wanted to attribute the, they also had photos of it happening and they had everything and it was really good, but I think they, they got a bunch of heat from the people that are very pro AI art and they decided to private everything, which is totally. That's fine, but I just wanted to use that, and I couldn't, so I redid it. I don't remember exactly what the search terms were. Anyways, that photo was re-spat out by a ton of them. Then I dove into it and figured out that there was one particular artist that was upset because someone had trained an AI art model off of only their art. Um, And, like, there's all this weird stuff going on. I think the AI art space is very murky right now. I think there are ways to do it right. I don't think it's automatically bad. Yep. I think there have been a lot of bad examples.
0: Are we having this conversation less around ChatGPT because it is far less obvious what it was trained on? I think so. I because have because writing heard... is another like in danger profession yes. that has uh, been, I mean, been under attack for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like this is not this is not new. I was reading a really interesting article recently about how the proliferation of celebrity kids' books. (laughs) Not just celebrity, but also, I'm adding this part, this was not part of the article, but celebrity kids' books and also um, old kids' books has made it really difficult for new artists and new writers to break out into the children's literature space because why would you go and invest in publishing a new artist's book when you can just print more copies of the Cat in the Hat, or you know, I don't even know if Martha Stewart has a children's book or whatever, but like, or you could just get someone to ghost write Martha Stewart counts turkeys or whatever, right? Sure. Um, and that that'll that's so much more likely to end up in the in the checkout aisle at the grocery store than some some random thing, and it's kind of like killing creativity. Now, I want to make it very clear. Um, the ABCs of gaming was not a cash grab, was not particularly profitable compared to what else I could have spent my time on, uh, for how many we've sold. And it's about met my expectations in terms of sales. And I did not have it ghostwritten. I actually wrote it every word. Um, I'm not saying that that's like hard and I'm some kind of like master poet or anything like that. I'm just saying that, uh, it was not just a marketing gimmick for the book. I just wanted it to exist. So I made it. That's kind of how we do things, but. Um, <laughs> Kibberman Flowplane Chat says, "Kim Kardashian's daddy isn't feeling well." Is that an actual book? Shut up. Wait, what? No. Okay. Okay. I thought that might. I thought that might have actually mm. been uh, a children's book. That anyway. So the the point is mm. that writing is an is another art form that has absolutely been under attack. And I just yeah, I wonder if the conversation is just different because examples of plagiarism are so much more difficult to point at and go there. That yeah. that was obviously trained on that article.
2: Yeah, it's it is far easier with art, and that's that's another thing that I came to was like is GPT better or is it just harder to tell? And I I have some minor counters to that. Uh, Someone in Flipplane Chat just said, I put Afghan girl green eyes into Dolly too and it's super similar. It's like, yeah. (laughs) Um, Code is the one way that I've kind of poked that. So something that I started doing was Mm -hmm. I started looking at um, Googling questions where you would expect a code output and finding the top responses and then asking gpt chat the same question and getting a different response oh okay that did happen but but and i haven't gotten a bunch Mm. of this produced and this is where i'm saying like this is not an end uh, a finalized conversation and i'm very interested in people continuing to dive into these things. Um, And I think it matters because I think pretty much now is when we need to figure out how all this stuff is going to work. But I have heard claims that people have gotten code outputs uh, and then people have asked it to, or they they got code outputs and they asked it to include comments and the comments included unique things from like people who wrote original code that was highly related, uh, Hmm. like names and stuff. Oh, um, weird! I have never That's seen. Spooky. I've never seen an example of that, okay. which has me a little sus. Right. Okay. Um, because almost every time anyone's like, "Oh, look at this thing GPT did," they have screenshot it. Uh huh. And I have not seen screenshots of this, but I have heard you know, of a screenshot. It. Even if you had it, could easily be faked. So there's that, that too, especially with text, because you can just inspect element. And just boop, boop, boop. Um, And people have done that with GPT. I know that for sure. I was planning to come on this show and talk about how GPT had been, uh, uh, like cut down very substantially and what it was able to do. And then, uh, literally yesterday they like patched it and Mm -hmm. now it's not. So I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> they, I was like gonna come on the show and complain about how it just tells you it can't do anything all the time yeah, and then you have to fight it to get it to do it and then they updated it and part of the patch notes is like it will do things more often instead of saying that it can't and I'm like oh alright all right. Yeah. well that's cool uh, so yeah I don't know it's a, it's a really complicated question um, does making it so that your model is trained off of everything instead of one person make it better uh, or does that just my, make it more plagiarized? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure. I My my gut kind of says, I don't know if it makes it okay, but it does feel a little bit better. Because when I saw the AI art model that was trained off of one person, mm-hmm. that, that was gross to me. That was like really bad not cool or okay at all because you were genuinely getting very similar things and i'm not just saying this to defend the artist the originals were definitely better they were clearly better you could see that there was a vision for it there was an idea for it and it was more actualized like this is someone who's clearly very good at art um but the ai art was pretty good if i hadn't seen the originals I would have thought the AI art was like really solid, you know? So I don't even remember what the original question was, but. The original question was,
0: Linus, can you clarify what's going on with the cost of BYOC tickets at LTX 2023? (laughs) I screwed that up um the byoc ticket is supposed to include admission for the two days whoa so i told chase that's too cheap and we are changing the price yeah i was
2: gonna say that's really cheap. yeah that was like
0: very not
2: good pricing for it um anyway and that's also uh if it if it helps chase to feel better i don't think that's how that normally works like for for packs you have to buy a pass to the event And then you also get your BYOC badge.
0: Yeah. So anywho, we're getting it sorted out. Stay tuned. Uh, But on the subject of art, see, I'm going to bring it back there. Hey, there we go. I get to show you guys the uh, draft branding for Orca and Dolphin packages. Oops. Um, Oh, that is so sweet. So we
2: have whales. Orcas and dolphins. Oh, the dolphins don't get a chain. Oh, I see. So it goes chain with the dollar thing. Yep. And then it's just chain and then it's no chain. Yeah. I asked got glasses though.
0: I asked Sarah to do more like um like Oakley, like uh, like beach douchebag um sunglasses yeah. on this one. Yeah. And she she thinks that those look stupid and doesn't want to put them on the dolphin. But I was like, Yeah, but dolphins are ass. So like <laughs> I I, I tell you what, please humor me, draw it on and then we can fight it out with the AB in our next in our next meeting. And uh, she was like, "Okay." Uh, so I think I think we'll get to we'll get to see that sometime soon. Cool. Uh, In other internal news, uh, Floatplane exclusives will be going up. Well, at least one will be going up on LMG clips as an experiment. We're going to run one of them the behind-the-scenes from our shoot with Nerdforge, and it will be available for 48 hours if you guys like seeing a little bit of Floatplane on YouTube. The idea here is to use it as a promotional mechanism for Floatplane so you guys can see it and go, oh, there's like hours and hours and hours and hours of more stuff like this on Floatplane. Oh, cool. Maybe and way newer sign stuff,
2: because that's a little old at this point. Yeah, it's it's a great, at this point. but it's a little older at this point.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We actually have way too many topics this week. There's a lot. Um, I think we might have to kind of call it there and just uh, go to Q and A and messages. In are we? What time is it? Yeah, it's. Uh, oh we're, wow. we're very we are very deep into the show. Yeah, and I have to pee, so that's going to be our limiter here.
1: All right, here's another one from uh, Danny. Uh, first check cleared for my first real IT job. Nice getting a backpack to be my work slash tool bag a question for linus or luke have there been any recent gaming publishers slash developers that you've committed to boycott my library is getting thin with no activision blizzard ea riot or ubisoft games you have a fantastic opportunity to start playing indie games (laughs) yeah
2: (laughs) (laughs) wow that's pretty thin um not me personally
0: um, I wish I was as principled as that, but I I can't say that in my line of work I even necessarily have the luxury of not buying yeah. games from a particular developer. Like I'm not going to go, "Well, we're just never going to benchmark anything yeah. from Ubisoft." Um and that's, you know what? That's that's weak, right? Like that's a weak sauce take. I'll, I'll own it. Um because a more principled take would be, "No, I strongly I strongly disagree with the way X company treats Y members of their team, or or whatever else. And I am I'm drawing a line in the sand. We will just not acknowledge them in any way. Um, uh, but I'm weak. I I have I have put I have put content that will appeal to the people who will play those games and will buy those games. Um, I have put that first, in this case.
1: Here's another one from Corbin. How long do you think x86 is uh, long for this world? My understanding that it's their instruction set is getting very bloated. And would PC building survive such a drastic change? I mean,
0: Anthony did a video a little while back that was called Build a PC While You Still Can. And I think he does a pretty good job of actually addressing this very issue. Because even if x86 sticks around, it's very clear that more tightly integrated components have not only cost advantages for manufacturers but also practical advantages i mean we talked earlier on the show about how beneficial it can be to put DRAM extremely close to a cpu die well that ain't changing anytime soon and as we as we start to build interconnects with higher and higher and higher speeds uh, like we saw with the dell cam video did you happen to see that uh, Dell created a new standard for laptop memory modules that allows the oh, yeah. that allows the DRAM packages to get closer to the CPU, so that we can actually hit DDR five mm-hmm. speeds um, without. Oh, sorry, where was I going with this? Right, so we can hit DDR five speeds uh, without losing the modularity that comes with a removable module, so they don't just have to solder the bloody things to the board. And I think, yeah, we're, we're going to see more and more integration. So regardless of how long x86 is for this world, I, I think there's going to be some challenges ahead for custom
1: PC building, for sure. Okay, and uh, last one I've got here is from Tristan. Hi, guys. First, Luke, can you finish explaining how the stream is distributed? Mm. Second, Linus, Linux? I'm waiting, to, uh, I'm waiting on a rack-mounted gaming chassis on the store. No time soon. No progress updates. None
2: sorry <laughs> uh yeah it, w- it wasn't all that complicated basically i was just describing that we have our own restreaming service in-house basically so when we stream from here we're actually streaming to a float plane server and then the float plane server redistributes to facebook twitch youtube
0: and also floatplane
2: and also floatplane i think that's it that's it do we support twitter
0: no i thought we did at some point did you guys ever experiment uh, I think, with
2: that? I think you asked me to, and I think I decided no. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm not the only one who doesn't listen. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair enough. <laughs> In this case, you were listening, actually.
3: <laughs>
2: I, don't, I don't remember. I think... I'm trying to remember. AJ would remember. I, I think we might have looked into it, and it was, like, possible but annoying, or... Sure. Something. Sure, I don't remember what it was. Sure, yeah, I'm over it. It's also very possible that I was just like, nah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I said, th- yeah, I don't know. Um, David E. No, I'm sorry. I don't have any hot takes on Virtual Desktop's latest quest update, which requires an internet connection apparently because of piracy. I mean, I guess that's pretty obnoxious, but um, nope. Sorry. Uh, Philippe asks, is it true that most of the AMD AIBs will be reusing their huge heatsink designs from the 4080 and 4090 for 7900 XT and XTX designs, leaving us with incredibly overbuilt heatsinks? I d- well, okay, so there's a couple of things. One, no, they will not be reusing exactly the same design. There will be new design work, but B a lot of the technologies that they invest in, whether it's to do like a, uh, a direct heat pipe on chip, you know, cooler design, or whether it's um, tooling to build a new kind of shroud or whatever else, they're absolutely going to reuse that to the greatest degree that they possibly can. So I think you'll see a lot of similarities. Andrew asks, Hey, WAN team, if you could have any person living or dead receive and review an LTTstore.com product, who would you choose and which product would you want them to check out? Billy Mays!
2: <laughs> you don't have anything that's slap powered. Oh, wait, no, that's a different person. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what did he do? He did a ton of stuff. He
0: did he? a ton of stuff, man. Man, I'd want Billy Mays to check out. Man, what would amaze Billy Mays? I'd want him to do the screwdriver. Billy Mays here, and I've got the LTC screwdriver. Ah, oh, it'd be great. It'd be glorious. <laughs> I,
2: I don't know. I have no idea. I'd be so happy. And it'd be all, all positive. I mean, you know, he never crapped on anything. It'd be kind of cool to find like the person who first invented any form of screwdriver and get mm. them to check out like this How is far we've this come. is what we have now. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be pretty cool. Uh,
0: AJ asks, uh, speaking of framework, do you ever think they will make laptops with gaming GPUs? I'd love to get one, but I really need a decent GPU in my laptop. Um, I'd love to see them do it too. I think that that's something that's going to be a lot more challenging. I mean, it's been tried time and time again, like modular GPUs in laptops, right? MXM as a form factor seems to have basically no support from particularly NVIDIA, who actually seems to have been on a mission to kill it for the last five to 10 years. So I think it's going to be a real challenge, but I would love to see them do it. That's all I can really say about that. Yes, I'm aware that it's a complete non-answer. Uh, Miles says, hey, Linus and Luke, on the subject of P2P NAS solutions, have you heard of Cubit? I think their goal aligns well with your values. It would be awesome to see it talked about in LTT. I am always, not aware of this.
2: I always pronounce it Cubit. Um, I've heard of them. I haven't looked deeply into it. Huh. Geodistributed
0: cloud with immutable backup and S3 compatible object storage. I mean, it sounds kind of cool. It also sounds probably complicated to use, which is not quite what I'm talking about. But yeah, it sounds kind of neat. And I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, I like really have to hit the bathroom. Yeah. So bye.
2: See <laughs> ya. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Thing. Yeah, I'm on it. I'm on it. Yeah again it. next
0: week. Same bad bye. time, same bad channel. Yep.
2: Hitting it. It didn't go. Clicking it again. Did we start the server? All right. I don't. know. I don't know. I don't know what to do with my hands. Uh, the. Uh, I could. I get oh, buy again. You get two. Oh, it worked. There we go. Oh.
3: Betrayed by lions. Breath.